When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with Tyler Bowe. This is the third podcast we have this week because uh, we're, it, I'm doing it out of my house now, and I like it better, but it's cool because all these fighters are in town, and they're like, hey, man, I want to do a podcast, and one of my favorite fighters and favorite people, one of my good friends, Sean McCorkle's in town, and he's like, hey, man, I want to be on one of your podcasts, and then Bubba Jenkins could only do Wednesdays and Fridays uh, from 6 to 8. Which is cool because it's like as, I don't have to wait till studio time. It actually works out, and I'm already home anyway. So it's like hanging out with my friends, which I like it. Yeah, you're not bound to any like schedule, like Monday, Wednesday. Exactly. You can do every day if you want. Exactly. Whatever I want, I can do yeah. a podcast. How fucking cool is that? When you live in the studio, anything is possible. Yes. Uh, I want to thank <laughs> our sponsors. Uh, Tip a fighter. Listen, fighters are underpaid. Uh, we've got to get fighters more money, and Tip a fighter is a way we can do it. Uh, Bubba Jenkins came up with the idea, and uh, it's it's awesome. So tipafighter.com. I know that Kevin Lee announced uh, that he's now he has a fight coming up against uh, the kid from Australia. He's fighting. Uh, he's got a pretty good fight coming up. He's fighting this this. Uh, it's really who's he fighting? He's fighting someone good. Uh, let me look it up right now. But he's with Tip a Fighter. Kevin Lee is. He's fighting at UFC on that on that like fight week card, International Fight Week. He's fighting Jake. Jake, uh, we had him on the show a couple oh, times. Oh, uh, Jake, yeah, he's, yeah, uh, Jake Matthews. Jake Matthews. So that should be a good fight at the Ultimate Fighter 23 finale. So if Kevin Lee wins, who he's filling in for Stevie Ray, and if you, if you like the way he fights, throw that dude some money. The the uh, Detroit to Motown phenom. Um, but yes, right now we're waiting for Bubba Jenkins to come to the uh, apartment, uh, waiting for Sean McCorkle. So it is just me and Tyler and Joe. Uh, and I'm kind of having a dilemma right now. I'll talk to Bubba when he gets here about this. So the UFC gave me four tickets for the fight on Saturday. It's a lot, a lot. I normally ask for two, but it's in L.A. I'm like, all right, I actually asked for four, and I got four. That's awesome. It was no, so I go, all right, I'll take my dad, I'll take my girlfriend, and Tyler, since you're leaving uh, in a couple weeks, you've been to one fight your whole life. Yeah. CB had tickets, and he sold them. So I don't think that would be right if someone saw that the UFC like somehow saw that he was because you know, he was selling them on his like Twitter feed. Oh yeah, he he said uh, when he when BJ got off the card and when uh, when Bisping filled in for Weidman, he said he wa- that was enough that he wanted to get a refund. Right. So I'm like, you know what? I will. Uh, so I got four tickets. So then my dad calls me up. He's like, listen, Adam, you know, because I, I want to see the first fight. I you know I want to watch the Don Kim fight, the undercard fight. I'm not the guy who shows up for the last four fights. Not in fighting. You know, I, I want to be – I think a couple times I've missed the very first fight, but normally 
I'm there from Fight Pass prelims on. Especially but, for those ticket prices, right? It's like $400 a ticket. You want to be there at the first prelim fight, right? Plus, those are the guys that come on the podcast usually. Yeah. Those are the guys I personally know. Those are the usually the more exciting fights. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, I don't, plus, I, I want to watch it. And it's also better sometimes because you can move down and you can see like the, 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 the very, you know, I, I like it better. Mm-hmm. I actually like it better in some ways when everyone's not yelling stuff. You don't get the drunk idiots yet. It's just fun. Well, the perfect example of that is last card, the Milstead uh, De La Rocha fight was nuts. nuts. First, first fight on the card. And yes. it was just a slobber knocker. So my dad, though, you know, he, my dad likes fights, doesn't love fighting. He actually, yeah. he likes that I like it. He likes that I'm, you know, able to, you know, do well in this business. But he likes it. He'll watch the fights. But he's not a hardcore fight. He still thinks Sugar Ray Robinson would have beat everyone's ass, you know, <laughs> which he tells me. He thinks a lot of these guys, oh, these guys, you know, back in my day we had fighters and, you know, Jake LaMotta and Sugar Ray Robinson. <laughs> and, Jake LaMotta kill all of them. Yeah, <laughs> he, he thinks back in the day, you know, Muhammad Ali would have beaten everybody, right? So he doesn't want to, I know, I'm my dad, we're going to get there at three, so we'll go till about eight. He's like, oh, already he's already upset. And the thing is, when my dad goes to these, like, sometimes like, when he comes to, he used to come to my wrestling tournaments or even when I'm coaching, I can just tell he doesn't want to be there. And I don't want to be there with my dad if he's sort of just not. So my dad calls me up and he's like, hey, man, would it kill you if I didn't didn't go? I'm really sorry. You know, Ellen has something. You know, his his wife has something. You know, I I don't want to, you know. So I'm like, all right, dad, you don't have to go. He's like, so you know what? Give the ticket to someone else. You know, it's all good. But we'll do something else. We'll we'll go to a Met game or something. Okay. Meanwhile... I wanted to go with my dad because I love my dad, and I think it would be fun. I know he would love it. And plus, my girlfriend's coming, and they really haven't hung out yet. And I'm like, yeah, but I wanted you to come and hang out with Bree as well. He's like, yeah, but that's not really the best way to bond. So he's, all right, no problem, Dad. So then I give the ticket to Bubba. I figure Bubba's a fighter. He's a great friend of mine. He's a pro fighter. He should be there. He should be there. Uh, It's good for his profile. You know, the the fans know him. And, and, you know, it's it's in L.A. He didn't have tickets. So now... Me, you, Bubba, and Bree. So my dad calls me back about three hours later. <laughs> you know, I'm watching Sports Center. I didn't know Uriah Faber and uh, this guy Bisbing. You know what? Uh, can, can, I, can I get that ticket? I, dad, I gave the ticket away. And he's oh, well, anyway, you can get it back. I go, I don't want to tell Bubba you can't have the ticket anymore. Yeah. And he goes, all right, you know, well, ah, man, I, I'm sorry, Adam. I, so now I asked the, my friend for two more tickets. And then he says, well... Didn't Dana, didn't they already give you a ticket? And I'm like, yeah. And then I explained to my friend what happened with my dad. And it's just, so I don't know. I don't know what to do now. I don't know if I tell Bubba to uh, give me the ticket back. I'm waiting or I don't know what to do. I tough. mean, That's a tough situation. You could have just kept one for you, one for Brie, sold the other two, and then bought her a necklace. That's great advice, Tyler. <laughs> that's, that's not what I should have done. That's, come on, man. What, what no, do you think you I should have done? Be, no, um... Man, if if your if your boy can hook up two more tickets, that would be awesome. If he can't, uh, I would. Uh, I don't know. You 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 gave your dad the opportunity, and he he kind of bowed out. So if he, he should understand that um, he declined, so you you already gave the ticket away. And I agree, man. I think Bubba should be. This is an event. He should be there. He should be uh, showing his face. He should be scouting other guys in his weight class. Yeah. To, 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 Plus, I, it's fun going with him because I, I look at Bubba. I go, "What should he do?" And you know, Bubba, like he he knows oh, yeah. exactly what to do. He tells me if he's impressed. It's kind of like going to I don't know. He's a real fighter. You go to a fight with a real fighter. 
Yeah, well, and I mean, plus, uh, I've met your dad a few times. He's a super cool guy, and I'm sure that you want to enjoy the fights with him. But, like, from my perspective, I would love to go to the fights with you, Bubba, as well, because, you know, getting that perspective from him as a fighter and, and just to hang out with the boys. I know. And, I just I feel bad because now I'm like, what, what do I do? I, so now I'm asking for two more tickets, right? And because hope, but then I'm like, then Bubba and I go, I'll, go, I'll ask for two more. That way Bubba and his wife can go, but then they can't sit with us, yeah. which is what happened last time. And then I feel like a dick because it's like, hey, Bubba, you can go, but you can't sit with us. It's like we're like the popular kids <laughs> and, and him and his wife. So he can't enjoy it with the boys. It's a mess. The whole thing's a mess. So uh, anyway, what are you going to do? Um, so what uh, now there's a whole thing now where Conor McGregor said, he was kicking Nate's ass for the first eight minutes of the fight, but lost. So he's like, well, I, was, I almost finished him. His whole thing now is I won the first eight minutes, which is great. Unfortunately, yeah. the fights are not eight minutes. Yeah. And, and him even saying that, so now on the underground, people are saying like, like, uh, Maha- like George Foreman, I won the first eight minutes against Muhammad Ali. Yeah, people yeah, are yeah. making threads about uh, like Ivan Drago, I won the first eight minutes against Rocky. <laughs> yeah, it's endless. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's endless. I mean, what is he doing? I mean, I don't understand what he's doing. The, when he first came out of that fight, I think he did the best thing possible. He, he, was, he was respectful. He was humble. And uh, he put out like a, a really great statement on uh, it was either on Instagram or, or Twitter or something like that. And he and he just said, you know, I'm going to learn from this and I'm humble in defeat and all that. And it was fantastic. But then, you know, he's back to talking himself up and, um, you know, he, that's that's what he does. But I, I mean, I think that's one of those things where. It's really hard to make that case. You know, I, I won the first eight minutes of the fights. Well, but then you lost the, you know, the, in the ninth minute or whatever it was. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it's, it, there's no, look, he, he was kicking his ass the first eight minutes. I was there. That is absolutely true. Unfortunately, you lost the fight. And it, that's just, he should just shut up about it and then try to win the rematch. I don't know. There if shouldn't was... even be a rematch. He should go down to 145 yeah. and, or 155 if you can't make 45 and win the belt. At his, or he has the belt, but defend the belt at his weight class. That's that's what should happen. Um, you know, I mean, uh, that really. Well, and then I, there, I'm reading this thing now. Rampage. Okay, so I think Bubba Jenkins is here. Uh, hold on. Okay, yeah, that's that sound means that uh, we've gone to. We have some visitors. Yeah, we've got a new guest. Well, this is great. This is a great studio. It's. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's nicer than the um, Sideshow Network studio. <laughs> We don't have uh, we don't have leather bound books and uh, and couches as well, but uh, but it's only, it's only about two hundred degrees in here also, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're getting a good sweat. Yeah, we, bub- what, in that podcast? Yeah, yeah. It's a little warm in here, but Bubble will be used to it. It'll be like being in the sauna, cutting weight. <laughs> um, so <laughs> we'll, we'll all be a few pounds lighter at the end of this. Uh, Bubba Jenkins is in the building. Sure. You did great. Just don't get the bottles. People are complaining that you had too much bottles in the way. I had too much bottles in the way. That, that you were actually, yeah, that you're filming. Uh, you need to work on your, your like camera work. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just telling what the, the people said. Okay, First of all, I thought get, you were great. You get smart water water bottles that are like four feet tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm I'm not saying I was. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just telling you what the like what the people were saying. All right, I'll hold my hand all the way up in the air for this. So thing. yeah, I like Joe. Joe's a good kid, by the way. Uh, if you want to follow Joe, where should you follow Joe? My Twitter is Joe P. Comedy. Follow me. Talk some shit. Do whatever you want. I have about 200 followers right now. Let's boost that up to a million. Yes, exactly. 
So Rampage Jackson is uh, starting a production company to put fighters and himself in action movies. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. But, you know, but he also was the same guy that said, I hate acting. After the A team, yeah, I was just said, gonna, you know, I was just gonna ask how many action movies has he been in? I know he was in the A team. Um, yeah. he, I, I imagine that he could probably get a part in Expendables five. Yes, uh, if that gets made, or sorry, when that gets made. Yeah. Um, but what does he know about the the production game and I don't know talent he, scouting? I'm and, not sure what he knows about it, but uh, I look, man, Rampage is uh, he he's. He's a charming dude. There's been there's been a huge amount of success for martial artists in film in general, but who would you who do you think is the most successful MMA fighter to like make movies? And yeah, stuff? it's still Bubba Jenkins. Yes. What's up? What's up? What's yes, up? the most successful Man. movie star is Gina Carano. Yeah. Yeah, she's been in like movie after movie after movie, big movies. Uh, I think she wasn't she in uh the one that just made like Deadpool. She was in Deadpool. I mean, she's in some major movies. She had a s- couple of small parts. She was like torturing him in the uh, in the lab. I would say she's the most the biggest action star, right? Randy Couture. Randy uh, Couture has, has been in a few. Tito's flicks. in a bunch of stuff. Tito. Yeah. Tito's in a bunch of stuff. Really? Man. I just randomly see him in movies. It's like cops and stuff. So, Bubba Jenkins, how are you, man? Man, it's been a long time. What's up, MMA Rosa? What's up, all my peoples? Now, the Adam, word is that you Tyler. have... How's, how's, the, how's the lighting, by the way, in the Periscope? Is it oh, too it's, dark? it's terrible. Is it really terrible? <laughs> it's really Me bad. being a black guy, is it really it's not going to well, be the best. It's just when the light is directly in front of the camera, it's not yeah, the best. Oh, that's that's 100 times worse. Yeah. Back, the lights behind me or switch yeah. to LED lights. Are do these scan lights overhead work? Is that better? It looks like the sun is in this room right now. <laughs> All right, what about right there? All right, that's fine. Whatever. Is that better? Okay. That's no. fine, whatever. So, Bubba. Who brought me a gift? <laughs> uh, now, Bubba, the word on the street is. What's the word on the street, man? You My have eyes. big news. Is that the word on the street? Yeah. Word on the internet. I, I heard you went on MMA Junkie. Yeah. And you said you're going to make a big announcement today on the podcast. Oh, is that what I said? Yeah. Oh, okay, well. I'm waiting for a fight. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I don't have any opponent. You know, um, I, I I asked to fight anybody in front of me, um, and you know, Sanchez is right there with me. If he's not in front of me or directly next to me, then he's right behind me. So, um, I, I'd love to fight him. I'd love to fight Curran. I'd love to fight Pitbull. I'd love to fight all of them. You know, anybody that's gonna get me closer to the Strauss or closer to the strap, that's where I want to be. Now, um, did Pat Curran really turn you down? Is that a um, fact? Yeah, we, we were looking to fight him in Italy, Italy, and I think he was going through some things at the time and wasn't, you know, 100% into MMA. I don't know if he was considering retiring or anything like that, but, you know, circumstances just didn't present themselves. What at did the you time. think of the Pat Georgie fight? I thought it was a good fight. I thought Pat fought very smart. I thought he was, you know, well executed plan and nice left hook. Off the kick, um, you know, I did. I thought uh, Georgie did a great job of coming back after that. Although, you know, word on the street is he doesn't remember most of the fight after oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah, but I thought it was a good fight, man. I was very entertained being a you know a contender and forty fiver. And now, if you fought Georgie see. again, what would that look like? I would beat Georgie. Um, my humble self would say I would beat him. My cocky self would say I I, I would knock him out. You would knock him out. I would finish him. I mean, would you yeah. would you grapple all of them or no? No, no, uh, a little bit, just to mix it up, keep him guessing a little bit, but 
definitely not any long neck double legs. <laughs> it seems like the way to beat them is to is to get into a, a uh, stand up contest with them. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely uh, the plan. I would and I would I would do a little bit of what Pat did, just you know, defensive of, you know, him wanting to get the wrestling going and, and the jujitsu going. So I, I I look forward for that, but. I think it'd be an exciting match, man. I'm, you know, George is coming off of two losses, unfortunately. So I'm looking to get guys who are, you know, coming off wins, com- not coming off wins, but just coming off, cl- getting me closer to the belt. Yeah. Okay. By the way, so I didn't tell you, right? So I had these uh, tickets, right? I got four tickets for tomorrow. Yes. It was it was me, me my dad, Bree, and Tyler. Since Tyler was leaving, right? Right, right. And my dad said, Adam, I don't want to go. You know, I, I I got work to do. Yada yada. I gave you the ticket. Right. We're all excited to go. And then my dad says, my dad watches sports center. Go, I don't know, this is that big of an event. Hey, man, anybody can get, get that ticket back from Bubba? I, I said, no, mm. I'm not asking for the ticket back. <laughs> However, I am working on getting two more tickets mm-hmm. for you and your wife. So right now, you're coming. You're coming. Okay. But if I get two more tickets for your wife, would you want to go with your wife? Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind. Um, she she kind of has gotten plans, though. And, oh, she? You know, and I had gotten plans to go. And no, no, you're coming. Plans. But I'm just wondering oh. uh, if I get two more tickets. Well, you don't have to work that hard then. What, what if I'm going? No, you're going, but I'm saying if I get two more tickets, I've asked for two more tickets. Oh. So, so I, I request two more tickets. So then it would be you and someone else. Yeah. So I'm I trying to think who I would take my brother. Take your brother? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Cool. Where's, where's my uh, bodyguard? Where's CB or the Greg Wilson? But yeah. I know CB had the chance to go. Uh, he he, he refunded his tickets, but yeah. where's Greg? I don't want to have him sit next to Greg Wilson. Greg would be that one. You know <laughs> how there's always like that out. one loud fan that's like oh, the screaming lady. Like who's that? Is that would be Greg? It's People would be like, who's he's that guy? He's yelling? the worst. He's a, Bubba would have to. Be, he would have his first UFC fight in the in the, in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as, now, awesome. uh, so who do you have tomorrow? You have uh, Rockhold or Bisbee? I got Rockhold, man. Uh, Rockhold's hard to beat, especially after coming off, you know, being the champion. Um, Bisbing is, I think he's, his best years are behind him. Um, but I think he's still going to be able to carry the card. He's a big name, and he's coming off a really good win versus Silva. And, you know, I think he's a tough fighter, but Rockhold, to me, is the best guy at that weight. And as uh, Faber or Cruz? Oh, man, it's, it's, I want, I think Cruz will win, but I 100% want Faber to win. Uh, I, I know Faber a little bit better, and, but that's not the only reason. Because I want Faber to win because he has such a legendary resume, such a legendary athlete. Um, he, he paved the way for a lot of the guys, a lot of the champions, a lot of the people who are doing great in UFC. And most of his big-time wins and championships came from WEC. So, you know, for him to go down in the history books and to go in the Hall of Fame and stuff like that, I, I, want, I would want him to have a UFC belt. Just to be like, you know, when he gets older and he tells his grandkids and stuff. You know, oh, well, I, mean, I hope they'll be fine. I think he has not. Yeah, absolutely. But he never wanted as, you know, he would always lose to the champions in UFC. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. how it always came. And I, and I, I, he's too legendary for, he was one of the guys that made me think that I could be, you know. For they asked you to join Team Alpha Male, right? Not really. Um, they wanted me to come out there and train a little bit, but I wouldn't say they asked me to join. Hmm. I know he's definitely like, he was one of the first like huge, I feel like icons in the sport. I feel yeah. like, and he's he's zero three in title shots. I think this, if he didn't win this fight, this he would be the first uh, fighter that's zero four in title shots. I think he's already zero four. There's in title shots. Yeah, uh, I think it's zero three. There's he an, fought he fought Aldo for the title, right? He fought Barral for the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else did he fight for the title? He fought. Uh, Oh, no. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna look right okay, now. Look it up. I'm 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 kind of where you're at. I didn't. Uh, we didn't. Is I didn't, I didn't what is the uh, people on Periscope? Are they watching? Uh, I, what yeah, are, uh, 
um, they're saying that as if Adam needs another forehead. Oh, because thanks. there's a James Dean poster behind you. Oh, thank you. No, uh, but what is Uriah Faber and title shots? What I'm asking. Uh, does anybody on Periscope know? Does anybody know about this question? <laughs> uh, just I was talking lo- shit. Everybody's I was looking at shit. stats the other night. I'm pretty right. sure it's 0 three. Uriah um, Faber and title shots. I'm looking right now. Okay. Uh, so he lost to uh, Barrow had the title. Right. So that's he was 0 one. Did Frankie have the title? Then no, he lo- no, no, uh, UFC and then he lost to Barrow again. So he was 0-2 against Barrow for the title. Uh, that don't count. That's one loss. No, it I mean, doesn't it's count. two loss, but no, it's that counts. That same ca- guy. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's, just a, it's a still a title right, shot. So technically he's 0-4. <laughs> uh, what you're saying. So then, and then, fuck, I'm trying to find it. And then, uh, he's got the best butt chin in MMA, though, man. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, his, there's, his, no yeah. one, there's no one that has an iconic butt chin like him. Ellenberger is close, but not, nah, not in the same. No, nah, Ellenberger has like the, you know. All right, so then he has uh, Dominic Cruz, he lost for the title, and Jose Aldo for the title. Uh, so, yeah, that's 0-4 in title shots. Three guys. Three so guys. So technically, Tyler Bull was correct and incorrect. <laughs> was, was cr- his second fight with Cruz was in the uh, UFC? Was in UFC? 132, yeah. Okay, and then yep. Barrow twice? Yeah. And Aldo? Yeah. Okay. You were right and wrong. Yeah. Yes. So how's that? How's how's the marriage going? Oh, marriage is beautiful, man. When you when you find a good friend, a best friend, and you marry them, they, you know, they're gonna have his ups and downs. I get tired of you guys sometimes. So <laughs> you know, you're looking tired. bigger, man. What do you weigh, what do you weigh now? Uh, enough to be big. We one eighty. Enough to be jacked. Uh, I'm just waiting for a fight, man. <laughs> you know? I can't I can't really disclose my my weight right now, but I can fight at any weight I wanted. To. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could you fight at one seventy right now? Yeah, I could fight at one seventy. One eighty five. Nah, I couldn't fight at 185. So you're like 172. Yeah, well, I, I am where I can be. By the way, I, I asked Tom Ryan about you. Yeah, what Tom Ryan have to say, man? I was kind of sad. That I, I'm kind of sad that I haven't been here in a while. People have been hitting me up on Instagram and Twitter and being like, yo, I haven't seen you on the podcast in a while. I haven't heard you. I miss you guys too, all right? I love you guys out there. I miss you too. He said you were you were quite a wrestler. He said that he said that you were just you were really good. And that you mm-hmm. found out, and that you were. He talked about your fight and I mean your your match in the finals of Penn State, how that was legendary, and uh, you know I asked him why his guys were zero and eight against you, and he was he, he actually laughed. He was <laughs> like you know. Well, I still want to talk to him about that rig. At one time they rigged me when I was cutting weight. Jumped off and we had this this like uh you put you put the weight classes in a in a in a hat kind of thing and you shuffle it up and then you pull out the weight class that tells you what wrestles first yeah and I, they pulled out one forty nine after me like making weight two minutes before that so I wanted to talk to him about that definitely a little a little skepticism they wanted you to there. wrestle first yeah I, re- well, I had to wrestle so that first. way you wouldn't rehydrate yeah and th- did you win that match yeah oh so you still won yeah who who who'd you beat Palmer. You be uh, Lance Palmer in Ohio State. He, oh, uh, Lance Palmer, match. I think, would, would do well in the UFC. He would do great. He would I mean, he's, he's he's one of the guys. Fighter. I think he would. You think he could be top ten UFC? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think he's a uh, a watered down. And I don't say this in any disrespect, but I think he's just a, a different type of Chad Mendes. You know, short, stocky, strong, explosive. Um, I don't think he's as athletic, but I think he is stronger. You know, so what he loses in athleticism, he gains in strength. And you know, Palmer's one of the pound for pound strongest men I've ever 
grappled with, g- grabbed hold of. I mean, he's just absolutely solid. So I think he'd be tough in the UFC. Is he going to the UFC? Is that the word? No, I mean, I'm just asking. Oh, yeah, no, what, what do you think of the Brian Caraway Aljamain fight? I thought it was a great fight, man. Um, I did. I did think Brian won. Um, you know, I I was excited for it because of all the hoopla before. Um, but you know, chocolate didn't didn't <laughs> didn't not melt. <laughs> you know, but I like the first round always goes more times than not to the most explosive athlete, and then the rest is all about you know opportunity and heart. And I think you know Brian just pulled it off. Do you think it was uh, had his head right? His head right. I mean, do you think it was a matter of not training correctly cardio wise, or not, or in the fight, not not saving some of yourself, or no? Because there's a lot that goes into that. I mean, you can train all day and be in the best shape, and then get in that fight with everything that leading up to that fight, and then have anxiety, and then not be who you are in the gym. You think that would happen? That's what happened. It could be one of the possibilities for sure. Could be. You could be like an adrenaline dump. It could be anxiety, or it could be the fact that he. Worked so hard in the first round. Maybe he got frustrated that he wasn't able to finish him, or he, he was getting the be- better of him in the first round. Maybe he came into the second round a little frustrated. Um, I, you know, I wonder that sometimes with guys, you know, if, if they, you know, they're in good shape. You look yeah. at him and you see they're in good shape, and yeah. then it's like they gasp, but you wonder. There's, there's, you know, mental. He also looked a little bit too muscular. Like I, he looked way like, and I know nutrition. I'm not putting down nutrition, okay, mm-hmm. but he looked like he put on too much. Like his muscles couldn't gotta, breathe, right? You gotta oxygenate those muscles, man. Yeah. yeah. That's why you want to be lean and mean, not so jacked. Uh, this was a first uh, today with the weigh-ins. Is it, wasn't it the, the early weigh-in? Let's talk about that. Uh, what happened today with weigh-ins? They let them weigh in at when they woke up? 10 a.m., no? I think they did weigh-ins. Oh, that's awesome. Is that, is that right? Yeah. Now, was there a weight allowance? or did they weigh with Hell a, no. After that, they could weigh whatever they wanted at, at weigh-in time. I think when they did the like the uh, public you know, the, the weigh-ins, I think they, j- they, they had them step on a, on a scale, but it was basically they read off their official weigh-in of what they weighed in that morning. So, so what's the point of even having a scale? Uh, I just, just to, I think the uh, pageantry of it or whatever. Oh, you call that's it. so like just, stupid. So they step up there, they take their shirt off, they step up there, they, you know, they do. That's pretty funny though, because what if he's looking down and seeing like they, they got still, 145, 187, well, 140. No, <laughs> like they had a digital scale and you could see. Uh, well, it's for the. I mean, don't they televise it and all that good stuff? Yeah, so it's yeah. just it's just formality, yeah. so they can have a way in, uh, you know, viewing, but. If but they weighed in earlier this morning, then yeah. now who if, cares? Now, if they missed weight by two pounds in the morning, do they go? You have you have thirty seconds to like. Do they pretend they act and then may wait again or no? Oh, I'm I, sure. I no, they, they just give them. They I'm just like, give them the weight that they have. They <laughs> that would be kind of funny weight. though. Yeah, that would. Suck. But it's pretty funny though to see some of these guys that like hydrate like eighteen pounds heavier, and then they're like one thirty five, well, and the guy has like a, a gut and fucking. Yeah, <laughs> I hydrate like pretty. I hydrate pretty well before, after my fights. I, I watched the weigh-ins like right before I came no. here, and I, I was kind of wanted to see, and I I felt like you could tell. The guys didn't look as lean as they normally do because obviously they're, you know, a lot of those guys are real, you know, sucked in and yep. they, you know, they're super lean when they step on the scale. So with the additional uh, time to rehydrate and all that stuff, um, a lot of them didn't look as like, you know, shredded and stuff as they normally do. Um, but I think, I mean, as for fighters, like that, the extra few hours of hydration, like it'll be interesting to see. It's a, uh, it's a big deal, man. How that affects the fights tomorrow. And I know you were on the commission for like the weight, the weight cutting and all that stuff. So yeah, what do you think about the that? Meetings. I, th- I think it's amazing to get that opportunity to prove ourselves instead of them changing it immediately without any input from us. I think it's a, it's a good 
thing to baby basically say, okay, we're going to give you until 10 o'clock in the morning and we'll see how the change is or see how it, it makes you feel later. Because that, that extra couple of hours, they were saying that you cannot adequately hydrate the way you should to make sure that you are good enough to fight. And we were mm-hmm. saying, yeah, you can because we've been doing it yeah. since forever. But not only that, give us an opportunity to show you at least give us the, a couple extra hours, whatever, whether it's in the morning or have the fights later, whatever it was. But the fact that they put the weigh-ins in the morning and then you can hydrate all day and basically tomorrow hydrate all day it will make you get closer to where they feel is safe. So What's the most weight you've ever gained after weighing in? About 24, 25 pounds. 25 pounds in one day. Yeah. Wow. I remember uh, when I was cutting weight in college, I was gaining about 18 pounds like that night. I averaged about 19. And then my coach was like, you got to stop doing this. He's like, you just, it's just so hard not to. And then. Yeah, because you're, I mean, even after your stomach hurts, your mouth is still dry. You still got that cotton out of like, I need to drink. And then you'll drink and you're like, oh, my stomach hurts, but I need to drink some more. That's why morning weigh-ins, I mean, I remember like doing tournaments and stuff like that. Morning weigh-ins were always like the best because, you know, you go to sleep and, Mm -hmm. you know, you're going to wake up a few pounds lighter anyway. So Mm -hmm. it's like you get that weigh-in out in the morning and then you can, even if you got to wrestle in the afternoon as opposed to the evening, it's like it was just way easier than if you're going all day, like you're not eating breakfast, you're not eating lunch, and then you got the, you know, the meat in the evening. It's like you got to go all day. Now some guys complain about weight cut dick. Where they say they actually their dick shrinks, but I've never experienced that. You, Bubba? Yeah, you, you, you shrivel up a little bit. If you're dehydrated, everything's dehydrated. That's wow. for sure. Uh, that, 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 that shows that you're less of a man. Yeah. Now, I, now, um, <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Now, okay, so Bellator, it seems like they're giving everyone fights but you. Uh, <laughs> That's what it seems like, huh? Uh, every you week, every, I'm on some kind of Bellator. Are you on that email list? I get an email where they're like, First of all, the guy doing the bell, the email list, I think I know the guy too, nice guy, but he, he, he tells you like what happens in the fight. Like it goes out to, it's a mass email, yeah. a newsletter, but before the feed even goes. So the fight happened in the East Coast, and now the guy who works for Bellator <laughs> is, is spoiling it for me, and yeah. it's in the title of the email. Well, I'm glad I don't have that. I record and I stay and off I'm my like, phone dude, until the I'm fights. like, bro, like, it's one thing to spoil it, but the guy works for the fucking company. I'm like, bro, stop emailing me who yeah. won the fight you work for the bellator i i don't have direct tv i don't i don't have spike east coast i understand that i understand how they're trying to work you know prime time time slots and all that but they got to fix that man because i'm it does hurt it does hurt the organization and it, it does hurt it. the views as well it kills them people on the west coast aren't going to watch it if they already know the results more times than not i mean me as a fighter i'm going to watch it because i want to see what happens but i don't i hate it i hate when i have because i try to watch every fight for the show but I, and I hate when I so I know the results, which is going to happen if you go on Instagram, Twitter, even phone, Facebook. Yeah. Someone texting you, my brother. I love my brother to death, Max. <laughs> but I'll, I'll get off stage and he's like, "Cody, no love." I'm like, Max. <laughs> I, I go, "I love you. Mm-hmm. You're, you're 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 the most important guy. You're my best friend." I just got off stage. Yeah. Please, and then and then I just get sorry. Yeah. You know, it, which I, it's just cool. But uh, yeah. Like you want to be able to watch it, but at, the, but but the moment. company shouldn't spoil it for you. The company, <laughs> the, the company, the <laughs> but they got to be. Able, but in their in their uh, defense, when it happens, he's got to put something out then because he's whether he's on the East Coast or the West Coast, he's got to basically keep people who aren't going to watch it, who are unable to watch it. He's got to keep them informed. Wait three hours. <laughs> wait wait <laughs> three hours. You could spoil it in three hours. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so but it seems like everyone's getting a fight, but you because every time he I get an email, I look to see if you're on the thing, 
and then they're like, hey, Bellator just signed like my neighbor. Uh, Bellator, uh, did they sign Tank Abbott versus um, Arch Emerson? You know, the, the fight, <laughs> the fight everybody wanted. I got a fight uh, with know. Bellator. <laughs> yeah, Tyler's got a yeah. fight in Bellator. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like uh, it's sort of like uh, Oprah, where she's like, "You get a car, you get <laughs> everyone your seat. Everybody gets a fight. Everybody, everybody signed like, the contract. Everyone gets one. Except for Bubba. Yeah. Uh, except for the number five guy. Well, you know, I'm just gonna keep my smile. I'm gonna stay in the. What gym. does your wife say? Because she's got to eat. Oh man, she's um, she's pissed. She's a little upset. Yeah, she's a little upset. Um, being that me and Caldwell fought in the same card, now he's getting another fight. Uh, you know, there's a couple guys out there that have fought before me and they're, they're fighting. Um, you know, a couple teammates of mine that have fought after me and they're fighting. And you know, I just watched Mo fight, and I believe he's coming up again. Now, is that your wife's black side getting angry, and her white side is telling her to calm down, or or is, or is no? It it's her white side getting angry. Or her white side, and uh, then what, and then what is her black side? Her say? black side saying, "Well, this is kind of how it is." Her white <laughs> side is like. We're not gonna take it. Did <laughs> <laughs> she you know? use the words, this is unacceptable? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and then the black side, this is bullshit. She doesn't go, oh, hell no. This is unacceptable. Yeah. No, it, it goes back and forth, honestly. But, you know, I'm, I'm a patient guy, you know, so I'm, I'm just going, I know that timing comes with everything, you know. Had I rushed too many things in my life, I wouldn't be where I am. Had I, you know, maybe slipped in that cradle on David Taylor just a second earlier or a second later, I might not have been, you know, the champion that I was. Had I rushed into more things in my life, I might not be here. So I'm just going to – I know everything happens in the right timing, obviously, and unapologetically spiritual. So I know that the timing of God is right. Right. So now, I'm just are stick people, to are it, people at church bothering you? No, man, no. My family, my family is pretty upset. You know, in general, they're you know all your family members, Uncle, Uncle E, Uncle T, they all like, hey, hey, boy, when, when you coming up, man? When yeah. we gonna fight? When we gonna? When I'm gonna have a host party for you? You know, so I'm <laughs> they waiting on the next call. But I got them all on, uh, you know, one, one, one text. All I gotta say is, you know, next contract, next state, next opponent, boom. We're done. And your brother's a boxer, right? Uh no, he's he's a bodybuilder. I got a cousin that's a boxer. He's a really good boxer. Is but, he a pro? Yeah. What's his record? Oh no! Right now, actually, he just turned pro. He just turned pro. What do you think? He's got a. He's, he's good. Yeah, he's he hits hard. He's fast. He's athletic. I, I think you know James Fenderson. Look him up. He he's gonna be good. His, Is he uh, out of Baltimore? No, he's actually out of Hawaii. You know, I, I got family everywhere, man. What's his weight class? Uh, about one sixty three. You ever spar with him? Yeah, yeah. We, we got in together. He uh, he actually came maybe about a month and a half ago or so. But now your brother's staying with you though, right? No, he used to. He used to. I, you know, when he moved out here, I put him up. You know, make sure that he's safe and and sound and get yeah, him. And your wife was cool running. with that, or is she like? Yeah, or no. she, she she didn't roll her eyes. She knows that. You know, I'm I'm one of those guys that help everyone. You know, I've I've had people staying with me that I, I wouldn't say necessarily didn't know, but they they weren't family. You You're know? letting homeless people stay with you? No, I'm not letting homeless people <laughs> stay. I'm just one of the people. You know, I I help people a lot. Oh, that's and good. and a lot of times when I got the place that I got, I had an extra spare bedroom for you know people who were down on their luck. And you know, I've always looked at the situation as if I was out there trying, knowing that I have a good heart, knowing that I'm trying to do better, and I'm just down right now. Is there someone out there that has you know has that feeling for me? And, I'm that guy. Okay, that's very nice of you. But don't just hit me up and think you can stay with me. <laughs> <laughs> so anybody you gotta who wants to stay plan. with Bubba, hashtag stay with, <laughs> hashtag stay with Bubba. You okay. Have a game plan. <laughs> gonna be a line out the door. A due date. <laughs> <laughs> so, but look at your new roommate, CB Gold. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's good, man. There's some people out there struggling, and you know this this life ain't ain't for everybody. Everybody everybody has their ups and downs. You know, it's a roller coaster, and you gotta have people to lean on. That's for sure.
You that, feel like there's a like a brotherhood among the fighters because there's certainly with comics there's kind of this like you know there's an, there's an like a brotherhood or some kind of a, a connection where you know people are coming through town they got to crash on your couch for a night or you know like I mean there's a there's a lot I mean yeah I, no I, that happens a lot um, I actually have a friend coming I got a couple of MMA fighters from the East Coast that are coming out to just train look at things you know I'm trying to build a little dynasty a little squad and uh, they usually stay with me so dude I'm the first. Like big experience I had with that kind of comedian uh, kind of friendship thing like that is I, I did this show. Long story short, this dude I'd met like maybe 48 hours prior. Just I, I was stuck. I didn't have a ride. He gave me the keys to his car. Wow. And I was going to Portland and he was going up to Seattle later. But he was just like, cool, just you can take my car and drive it back to Portland. And he's like, I'll come back through and I'll get it in a couple of days. And that blew my mind that this guy yeah. that I had just met was just like, yeah, man, you're a comedian. I'm a comedian. You're a good guy. Like, yeah. like my, have there was a kid in my acting system. class, Brandon, who I became friends with. He was on a soap opera at the time in New York and he moved out to LA and I came out to LA to visit. If you can stay on my couch, I'm staying on his couch. And then I, I get settled and then we're hanging out. And he's like, he helped me with an audition. I'm like, how's everything going with you? He's like, yeah, good, man. I got an audition to play Superman. I'm like, oh, good luck with that. Next thing you know, he's Superman, Brandon <laughs> Ruth. <laughs> like, like, I'm like, holy shit, I sat on Superman's couch. Uh, so, uh, the fight. All right, so we also have Bubba, Dan Henderson, Hector Lombard. Going with Lombard, man. This is your old training partner. Frank Mir is picking Hendo. Uh, is he? He thinks that um, uh, Henderson's footwork, he thinks Lombard's going to get tired. He thinks Lombard stands straight up. Uh, he, he well, Henderson's like big... always got that. You know, he, if he lands that bomb, it, it could go night-night, but... I, I think is that what you're betting on? He lands that one bomb. I, I got Hendo till I die, man. Yeah, no, come that's on. A good bet. That's Pride a good bet. never die. But, no, I. Uh, but Hector's got to do something soon. You know what I mean? Like Hector's got to turn that corner. He hasn't been the Hector of old, and he's back up to the, you know. Really? I mean, you look well. You look at. I mean, the only fight he lost to Magny before that, he was looking pretty good. Who didn't he lose? Uh, what What is his? If, uh, Berkman. He beat Berkman, but mm-hmm. then before that, he was. Uh, he beat uh, Jake Shields. I mean, he f- tossed him around like a fucking salad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was like, you know, I mean, come on. I mean, uh, Hector Lombard, I'm looking right now, looking at the Hector of old. I mean, and he, he almost destroyed Neil Magny. I mean, he, uh, yeah, of yeah, course, yeah. almost doesn't count. But that fight could have been stopped in the first, and I don't think anyone would have complained. But we're looking at Hector Lombard beat Bertman. It was a no, a no contest. For that, Jake Shields named Marquardt. He destroyed before that. Uh, Yuchin Okami, he lost to. Paul Harris, he killed. He lost to Tim Bosch in a, a weird fight. And then before that, uh, we're looking at Bellator years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I know this is a stupid pick. I know it. I'm picking with my heart and not with my head. Yeah. Like, But I got to go with Hendo. It's I, not a he bad should, pick, though, you know? He's had a rough – he's like – I think he's like two and six in his last – yeah, uh, I think that's because he's got one foot in the cage and one foot in retirement too. Yeah, one foot in like the grave. I mean, he's like he's seventy five years old. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and look, this, I like Dan Henderson, this, but this I is mean, a, his, his first fight was in yeah. Sparta. This uh, is the last fight. This is his last fight on his contract. Are you not entertained? <laughs> first time he cut weight was when he missed the Last Supper. Uh, I mean, let's go. That's no, tragic. No, I know. I like him. I, I I love Dan Henderson. I mean, he's Hendo, but he's also Hundo. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're right. He lost to Vitor Belfort. He got killed. He beat Tim Bosch. He killed Tim Bosch. He lost to Musasi round one. He lost to Cormier. Cormier almost threw him out of the out of the octagon, out of the arena. Uh, he beat Shogun, uh, and then before that, he lost to Belfort, Rashad Evans. Uh, he lost to which that was a close fight, Machida. So I'm gonna get you on the court. But keep talking. Uh, 
yeah, there's a there's a there's a lot of tough picks on this card. Like I I, I didn't uh, do picks the last podcast. I think they already did, but um, yeah, man, like we don't care about the last podcast. We care about this one. Yeah. I, so I, me and you about to get some new picks on. I'm a huge Bisping fan. Uh, but, but I just, I think Luke uh is is too big. I think he's super athletic. He's on a streak. He's the champ. Uh, I think he's got too many tools. I kind of feel you on the favor pick. Like I would like to see him get that win, finally get that title. My heart says Redemption. favor, and my mind says Cruz. So uh, we have Sean McCorkle just joined us. You know Bubba Jenkins? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Sean McCorkle is uh, the guy to the only guy to stop uh, Mark Hunt in one round with a Kimura. Uh, he is he uh, he was uh, a Bellator stud. He. he one of the toughest guys I know, one of the coolest guys I know, one of the funniest people I know as well. Your your text to chicks, yeah. fuck, but I don't understand because you constantly screenshot the most obnoxious things I've ever heard a guy say. All hilarious, but they're all smoking hot chicks. Do you not want to get laid or just to laugh is more important? No, I just don't really care. If they don't like, I figure if they don't like what I say, they're not going to like me anyway, so I might as well get rid of them early, you know, so um, I don't know. The one the other night, she just texted me back today and told me she wasn't offended. She just got caught up i thought i think she got offended though now what do you say to her i said that all my daughter's friends get a crush on me i said it gets really awkward especially after i sleep with them because i have a 17 year old daughter and then she yeah. just stopped responding yeah and I was a lot like, of people just stopped res- like a lot of that <laughs> she didn't even verify if that was a joke or not like she uh, just stopped talking to me so i was like okay they're so. so damn funny but i've hung out with some of the girls that you've hooked up with and they're gorgeous yeah. they're all like brazilian models with fucking great great looking women which is especially impressive in Indianapolis. <laughs> yeah. I was looking on your guys' Bumble out here. Good Lord, man. So it's unbelievable. It's the most the best-looking girls I've ever seen in my life. H- have, you, have you connected with any yet or not? No, I didn't even. I just looked through it real quick today. I, was, I always swipe left anyway because yeah. I'm kind of a dick. So Now, do you get um, laid a lot on the road or mostly in town? Almost never on the road. Actually, I've got, literally got hoes in different area codes. I know, I know a lot of <laughs> girls all over the country. So, um, yeah, I know sometimes I hook up. Like I've, I know a couple of different girls out here, but I'm waiting to see if Dane is going to give me tickets or not. I hit, I hit up the UFC lady um, for comp tickets and she said well it's usually on for contracted fighters i said well tell dana i'm gonna be at his comedy show on sunday night so it's gonna be very awkward for both of us if he yeah. says no so i'm hoping <laughs> she said she forwarded it to him so i'm hoping to get some decent tickets to it have you ever uh been offered jobs as like a leg breaker or uh yeah no i have people do that all the time i had a, well i can't tell you why i was talking to a lady the other day but uh she wanted me to punch her roommate in the face and she told me like seriously i'll give you a hundred dollars if you just go up and punch him in the face like and i thought about it for a second I don't um, think that's. I think yeah. you gotta get more than that. But I would think, yeah. She, um, I told her I had a Mexican friend that would do she it cheaper than she that. Don't, yeah, that's <laughs> so. true, true. Do you have a Mexican she friend don't. for real? Yeah, I really do. I have a Mexican friend that will murder anyone for me for free. So I could have subbed it out for like fifty <laughs> to him and made fifty on it, like uh, good old American way. For free. Yeah. So he, how you doing, Sean? Oh, I hate this city. No offense to you guys, but I hate this city. Yeah, driving sucks. Two hours to get here. Oh, man. Yeah, I've been driving since four thirty to get here. Really? I still ended up late. That's why I left four forty-five. But how you doing all other than the city? Uh, I mean, shit, I got out here, and Matt Mitchell was on my plane, which was a strike one, right? Um, but no, I went back, and acted like it was a real big deal. I was like, oh, my God, Matt Mitchell, as I was going back to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And he and I had had a bit of a tiff recently, um, but we made it right. He stood for two hours in the aisleway of the plane and talked to me, like blocking everybody completely because Matt's completely What happened oblivious. when you tiff? What happened? Uh, just, I don't know, just... Uh- I'm just trying to figure out how they fit both of you on a plane. I don't know. Yeah. But he, he started to sit down next to me like he was going to sit in the middle. And the guy looked at him like, no, you're not sitting <laughs> in, our, in our aisle, you know. But, um, no, we made it right. We're all good now. But uh, And he stuck me today. So that's typical, Matt. But yeah. um, what was I going to say? Oh, I got out here. 
Um, I go to the rental car place. I look, I was like, oh, great. I don't have my wallet. Even better, I had $1,500 in it cash. So my wallet, I realized I left on the shuttle bus. Uh, um, so I immediately go out and find a guy out there. I said, hey, I'll give you 50 bucks if you can get that shuttle bus to come back here without going back to pick up people. And he said, deal. So he hits up the girl, and she's like, I can't. I'm going to get fired, blah, blah, blah. I said, tell her I'll give her $100 if she comes back here without picking up anybody. Just bring the bus back empty. And they want to know why. I didn't want to tell them why. I said, just bring it back here. Um, and so she turned around, came back. So I gave her 100 and found my, I found my wallet on there, gave her 100 and gave him 50 So we were all good. But nice. Didn't cost you, way to, didn't yeah, cost you way anything to, at all. Yeah, except 150 Yeah. <laughs> it was a shitty way to start the trip. Well, you would have punched that person in the face. You would get that hunter back. I want to go grab it and be like, April Fools, uh-huh. like to the guys or whatever. But no, it was, uh, yeah, that but was the way it started. We got you a California gift. What is that? Looks like a drug test of some kind. It's a, it's a, it's a nice joint if you want is it. Is it? Yeah. Or is it legal out here for recreational? Uh, yeah. No. Uh, technically, yet. for you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. me. Cool. Do you smoke weed no. or no? I have, but um, it's never been my thing. I don't know. I smoked some like $5,600 a pound weed one time uh, with one of my buddies. He said it was like the greatest thing ever, and I hit it probably 30 times. And he's like, I've never seen anyone smoke that much weed in my life. And I was completely coherent. And you're working out again, right? Yeah, I'm on a lot of steroids right now. So <laughs> <laughs> Seven IUs of growth a day right now trying to fix my back. So Really? Yeah, it gets expensive if seven you don't IUs sell it of... on the side also. No, no. Well, no what, uh, <laughs> is that causing you any kind of rage or anything? Or? No, no, no. Nothing no, like that. Metreon would be sleep right now. <laughs> Metreon would be sleep if it did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Plane rides and people you don't like don't really Are you thinking about fighting well. again or no? Uh, psh, tell you what, when I found out what Matt was getting paid for Bellator, I really started thinking about it again. What's he getting um, paid? $100 million. No, he's getting paid <laughs> an, an obscene amount of money from Bellator. Um, like way more than UFC? Yeah, way, way more. Um, I mean, I don't know if they didn't know what they were negotiating against or what exactly. But when he told me that, I, I didn't believe it at first. I was like, there's no way they're paying you that much money. And he was like, no, really. And the guys he's fighting, I mean, the first like, the guy they got him fighting, I think, is what, 10 and 6 or something like yeah, that. He fights him in a couple of weeks. So yeah. he'll mop him. And then he says he's fighting three weeks later again. So he was doing the math for me, telling me what, adding up what he was going to make in <laughs> three weeks fighting, you know, or whatever. And I was like, wow. Now, Bubba, you're in Bellator. What are your thoughts about this? Uh Everyone getting a fight. You know oh I mean? man! I'm, I'm, everybody, everybody getting a fight. Now, so, uh, no so Bubba's in a situation where he's he's on a, a five fight winning streak. Uh, yeah, four fight, four fight winning streak. His record is eleven and two. Right. Uh, and um, nobody wants to fight. He's ranked number five in the world, and he can't get a fight. Right. Or, do they make people? Kind of, I mean, not that the UFC does that, but do they make guys fight you, or is it, are they more lenient over there? Like they say, hey, we want you to fight. They turn it down. They don't. They're lenient. Really, so they don't pay yeah. people back for doing that? I wouldn't say they pay them back. Um, they just, you know, especially the guys that I want to fight have been former champions and things like that. So right. they, they kind of have the, you know, the, the right away to say, oh, no, I don't feel like Man. this is a good opportunity for me. You know, the good jazz. I tried what to you, I mean, what, what would your, uh, I mean, you were pretty good, you're a pretty good negotiator, right? I mean, uh, yeah, I, I would ask him if you could fight outside the company or in Japan or something like that. Ask him if you can go get uh, one somewhere that there. That was a hard no. Really? No, 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 Titan FC offered him $50,000 to fight their champion. Uh, And then. No? And then they wouldn't let him do it. No, nah, it's all good though. You know, I know who butters my bread, and I'm, you know, I, I'm pretty sure Rich Child is working on something right now as we speak. So, the upper guys at Bellator are taking care of you, boy. I'm, I'm not really too impatient right now. And right. As you can see, I'm jacked, so I got to get unjacked. I got to get unjacked, and you know, get ready to fight somebody. Hopefully, they'll step up. So, I mean, now when you said you've been training, you've been hitting the weights, running, uh, or actually? I'm doing actually, um, I'm taking so much growth that actually is helping my back feel a little better. And I've been doing a lot of other stuff too chiropractor, acupuncture, everything. Did you too? Um, Are you back hitting pads? Not that yet. No, I'm afraid any kind of twisting motion at all um, really hurts my back. So, I don't play any chubby checker around the house or anything. 
Now, I was thinking joke. about you, Did though. Did you get that joke, though? That was pretty good. Chubby checker. <laughs> I was thinking about you, though, about because they June 11th is the first bare-knuckle fighting yes. uh, from Florida. And it's Shannon the Cannon Rich. Oh, no. You know who that Who's is? Who's he fighting? Yes, I do. He's fighting Bobby Gunn. Bobby Gunn is 72-0 and 0 in, uh, in bare-knuckle in, fighting. In, in made-up fights that never <laughs> happen. But according to Bobby Gunn, right. he's fought. I mean, he, he actually has fought. He fought James Tony. He fought uh, Glenn Johnson. Bare-knuckle? No, regular. And, oh. I mean, he lost to all those guys. Right. But he did fight him. <laughs> but when the gloves come off, he's unreal. Yeah, he's 72-0 <laughs> and 0 in bare-knuckle right. fighting. Right. Shannon Rich. Different strategy in those. According to Shannon, he's 25-2 and two in bare-knuckle, but only lost because he got disqualified for throwing elbows. Right. But he said a lot of his fights he had. his girlfriend hadn't agreed to that <laughs> ahead of time. He said a lot of his fights. He said a lot of his fights didn't count because they were in hotel rooms or <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. Right? You were there when he said yeah, this. Absolutely. So they're they're fighting bare knuckle in Miami, and there's a next June 11th next week, and there's a hundred thousand dollar wager on it. Uh, would you do bare knuckle? I bet hundred grand it doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> would you do I'll bet hundred thousand dollars? No one gets paid at that event. No, uh, I would, but I would have to be paid first. Because yeah. I've, I've gotten all kind of crazy offers that these promoters were, you know, saying. And I'm like, okay, well, when do I get paid? Because I have a feeling I don't. I actually had Australia. They try. I guess I'm never going to fight for them again, so I don't care. I go over there and get absolutely raped by Soa Palele. I don't know if you guys seen him fight. Soa the Hulk, yeah. When he's juiced out, he is a monster, man. Like, that dude was. He, we, he cut weight to make 286 because um, we were doing 130 kilos, I think. But he was just monstrous, man. Um, so he, like, manhandled me. made me feel like a little kid. I was in shape for that one. I was in good shape for that. But uh, he beat me up, and so uh, after the fight, they go to pay my money, and it's like $3,500 short, like cash. And I just kept looking at it, and I was like, no, that's not right. Well, we're just going to PayPal you the rest. And I was like, no, nah, I, I just need it now, you know, or whatever. And they're like, no, they keep going back and forth. I was like, you guys owe me the money. And, th and then so I get back to the United States because there's nothing I can do. What are they going to do if they don't pay me, right? He said, oh, we'll PayPal to call my agent. He said, it's fine. He also said it was fine when Japan didn't pay me $10,000 that they never sent Your either. agent said this. Malky. Uh, yeah, no, not Malky. What was it Malky? Uh, no, it was uh, Monty Cox. He told me it would be good. So we get back, and uh, or I get back, and they, they're giving me the runaround, this and that, or whatever. So let's just say I got a hold of them and told them that uh, I was going on Ariel's show the next day to talk about getting beat up by Soa Palele, and I was going to say that I threw the fight. They paid me to throw it, and that they both tried to have sex with me over there, and I wouldn't do it, and that's why they won't pay me my $3,500. Um, I told him that on Skype. I told him, I said, I'm dead serious. I said, it'll be worth the $3,500 to me to start that rumor about your promotion. I said, it will be so believable. It'll be the craziest thing ever. And uh, I had it that day. <laughs> I had the money PayPal oh. to me that day, uh, the $3,500. I told him it was going to be real explicit on what exactly they wanted for their $3,500 <laughs> and everything. So uh, they paid me that day. I tried that with Japan. They didn't care. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it was a Noki. Uh, you know that guy, that the old pro wrestler that fought yeah, yeah, yeah. back in the day? It was his promotion. They stuck me for $10,000. And... Um, they uh, mm. real honorable, apparently. No, but um, I um, I was going to do the same thing because I thought it would be awesome if people were thinking about Anoki having sex with me. <laughs> no, I've been thinking about it for years. But <laughs> I was thinking about, like, if I try to say he tried to do it and I didn't want to. And um, yeah, I was going to say something awesome. Anyway, um, so, yeah. And then, uh, I don't think you can pull that one out anymore. You know, uh, yeah. The next organization doesn't pay you. Like, no, I'm going to say you want to have it. And you're like, no, no, no. Do you want a water, by the way? Uh, yeah. I've got a Coke Zero, which is real good for you. Kyle, want a water? Yeah, uh, sure. Okay, you want, you, you want yeah, water? Yeah, I've just been crushing someone's smart water. <laughs> oh, we're still going? All right, yeah. That was awesome, though, because um, I really, the Monty Cox, my agent, told me, he said, you know you'll get killed by the Yakuza if you do that, right? And I was like, I'm not going back over to Japan. He said, I don't care. He said, they'll do it here. if Because Anoki's like God over there, I guess. 
He just oh, doesn't what? have ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand so. dollars, I'd I'd still be looking for that. That was the best scam yeah. ever. It was they won they wanted me to fight uh, Satoshi Ishii on thirty hours notice. Literally, you got to leave right now and be in the ring in thirty hours. I said, isn't the flight Japan like twenty four hours or something? <laughs> and um, they're like, yeah, but you know you got to be there in thirty hours. I was like, all right, I guess I'll do. Or I told them I wanted um, twenty thousand dollars to do it, and they said, well, they're only offering fifteen. I was like, no, I want twenty. And they said. We'll have Rico Rodriguez do it. So, okay, like, have him do it. I mean, is he leaving right now, you know, because I was able to leave right then. And um, so they called me back. So what if he give you 15 now and then 10000 more for a later appearance, like a pro wrestling appearance, where you just go over here and pretend to fight for, you know, whatever, five minutes or whatever. And I was like, okay, like I agreed to it. Asked Monty if they're good for it. Yep, they're good for it. Got my 15, went over there, came back, and they were supposed to do it within three months. After six months, I said, hey, I just want my 10 grand, you know what I mean, or whatever you guys just send over. I'm not going to. If you're not going to use me, at least give me my money. I'm like, no, we can't you can do that. We're, we're still going to use you. And then after a while, I said, can you at least give me my five grand? Because I wanted 20 for the fight to begin yeah. with, you know? No, nope, and that's been three years, and they're still waiting. Uh, so I don't think they're bringing me back over now. When I went to, I went to England one time to do comedy, and it was one of those, it was uh, a shady promotion. And, I, and, they, and like they sent me 100 emails, and one of the emails said, don't tell them you're here for work when you get to the, you know. So I, I, mm. I, I took a flight to England. I get there like, what are you here for? I, I forgot. They, I'm like, oh, I'm here for work. And then they put me in, they de- 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 detain me. Hmm. And I had to be in a room for like, I don't know. You can't go to England for like, work? Yeah, you can't work unless you have working papers and it wasn't all this. So oh. I had to spend 24 hours in a room. Thank God Fletch, the Fletch Marathon was on because I watched Fletch 1, 2. And I was like, <laughs> I love Fletch. And I'm, a bunch, I'm there with a bunch of like au pairs that were there illegally. And they yeah. sent me home. <laughs> and I never got paid. And it was just like, ugh. Well, that was your dumbass. Yeah, fault. yeah, that, that, that was, yeah. You're right, kind of. Um, <laughs> I told you not to say I'm here for work. Yeah. Uh, That's by all the way, I would have been so, thinking about. So recently, I talked about possibly getting a kitten. Right. I have two cats and a dog. Don't get a kitten. And this girl I know, Jen Sturger, who uh, is a funny comedian. Some of you might know her from the Brett Favre scandals, but uh, she happens to be super sweet and a funny comic. Uh, she ha- is like nursing 12 uh, kittens right now. So I was going to get one. I'm like, all right, maybe my dog will have a little friend. I already have two. Which one more? They were cute. And they said, I have to like take a, they have to come to my house and make sure the kitten, I don't want people coming to my house, like the actual rescue place. Yeah. They have to see how I live, uh, see how the cat interacts with the other animals. Then they asked me what kind of water Am I? Is this cat gonna drink? Awesome. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, what if I say tap water? Oh, we don't want. Uh, right now, she's in a bathroom with twelve other cats, <laughs> and you want to know what kind of water? You should just get a kid. It'd be a lot easier. <laughs> get a human. Uh, seriously. What do they think you're gonna say? Bottled water? Yeah, they're gonna say filtered water. Though I'm gonna say filtered water. Aquafina? No, no, no. That's not. That's not good enough. She prefers yeah. Avion. I mean, <laughs> this is why people don't want to adopt. It's like just give me the fucking cat. The, the, the last cat I, the last cat I got, I went to the pet store on like one of those weekends. They were giving away cats. I took the cat and I had it. Wait, can I we want be, people coming to my apartment? Can we be clear? If if no one takes the cat, are they putting it down? Probably they, they they kill cats all the That's time. That's how bad L.A. water is. They're like, yeah. we'd rather kill this cat <laughs> than subject her to drinking L.A. It's water. It's fucking ridiculous, man. That's absurd. So how long are you in town for? Uh, till Monday morning. Don't right. drink the water. Yeah, no, I haven't touched it. I've and the purpose really was to just go to the fights, go to the comedy? Uh, yeah, just hang out or whatever, mostly for you. But oh, no, thanks. Um, what does support you at your comedy show? No. Um, I had a funny story it just reminded me of, and I have no idea why, but something you said about England. Like one time my friend, his wife was Filipino. And I was trying to get her mom to send me a bunch of bootleg PlayStation games, right? And because uh, the Philippines are like a dollar a piece it's back in the day when PlayStation was, you know, it. Always so, had some kind of scam going. Yeah. So no, I was going to sell. Man, she was sending me Louis Vuitton stuff like bootleg. It was really cool. 
but she didn't want to send the video game. She's afraid she's going to get in trouble. And I said, what is she, yelling? And it was great. <laughs> <laughs> but, dude, your Facebook no posts kill me, dude. <laughs> they always end up with, like, a joke about 9-11 or AIDS or, or just <laughs> some strange fucking, like, I'm just like, it's so, they're so twisted. And sometimes, I'm like, I'm in a bad mood a lot, and I read them, and I laugh to myself. I'm like, damn. And then you, I don't understand why you don't, do comedy. It's so funny because you t- you asked me, you're like, I want to do comedy, but how much will I make? Right. And I'm like, bro, that's like me saying, I want to become a fighter. How much will I make? Cause, well, you got to go to jujitsu class. You got to do that. I yeah. mean, it, it's so Man. not you. I know. I don't, I'm a quarter Jewish, though, so um, like 25% of the time. You must be asking me on the one day where I care about it out of four. But you're but, so funny, man. I know, man. I just don't want to travel too much and be away from my kids <laughs> like I'm doing right now. Um, but no, I don't want to be away from my kids too much. And I just think, I don't know, at my age, I'd feel weird. Like I'd be out there on the comedy grind doing this different stuff and I can't kiss anybody's ass. Like I can't like, I don't know. I've heard the comedy club owners can be nightmares to work with. You Everybody can, says, of course. Just... But, if you, but if you open up a, a room in Indianapolis once a week, <laughs> have my own comedy joint, have your own awesome. comedy. Go oh, I thought you'd open up a club. I was like, that'd be no, awesome. Open up your own room at a bar. And then that way you'll get like your foot wet. And right. that way you know enough people. You can bring chicks there to see you all the time. It's a great way for our Tinder or Bumble just to right. invite them on to the show. <laughs> and then you try out material and see if you actually like it or not. Yeah. And it'd be a good deal. You got me you... to do it the one time. That was awesome. Yeah. I, you guys I... want to hear a great story? This was great. <laughs> Adam has me do comedy. He talks me into it. I'm like scared to death. I'd rather fight somebody than do that. I don't know if like you, but like it, I'd... Fighting's scary enough, but getting in front of people, if they're not going to laugh, I was like, I'd rather fight because at least I know yeah, what not, to do once I'm not it starts, bombing. you know? I'm not bombing in front <laughs> yeah, of you. Yeah, no, that's what I was thinking. What if nobody laughs? So the guy announces me as former UFC fighter, and I was like, no. The man, he <laughs> said it. I was like, because they weren't supposed to know I fought in the UFC because that was like my third joke, and then my fourth one, they all went off each other. So as I'm walking up there, I was like, I didn't know what I was going to say because nothing's going to be funny anymore now, mm-hmm. you know? Canceled the whole it. thing, yeah, I was going to, I thought about just not walking up. <laughs> just, like, just looking around like I didn't know who it was and coincidentally this girl had come with me um, oh, no. it was a long story but um, she was a ring card girl she had bit me several times the night I met her come up and bite me on my shoulder bite me on my hand stuff like I was like quit biting it's not and biting hard right um, I told her it's not cool it's not sexy or like, I'm bleeding like not don't do that anymore so one thing led to wrong. another and she ended up at my house with this girl yeah. oh, it was great <laughs> one thing led to another she ends up at my house right so I'll spare you the explicit details, but she bit my dick so hard, I thought it was coming off. I mean, like, oh, dude, man. this after, like, the third time she bit me while we were messing around. Well, like, no, 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 no. That's your fault. Right. You should have learned she's going to bite. Yeah, once my chest was bleeding, I was like, listen, don't do that again. Wait, you, you guys aren't into dick biting? <laughs> dude, and I don't even mean, I mean, like, a, it felt like a dog biting me. I punched a girl's dog in the face. There. I guess that's what was funny. <laughs> I was on a first date with a girl. I go in her apartment, and her dog keeps biting me. Like, it acts like it's playing, but it's like cut me like biting me and she goes i'm gonna go to the bathroom real quick i was like okay so she turned around i was like bam and the dog it was great <laughs> what did the dog do you knock it out uh yeah it was a yorkie so not when a yorkie it was a it was a big lab or something but it it, oh, didn't, it didn't bite me anymore yeah, yeah but you should, well i'm not that's not i'm not Listen. supporting you punching dogs right, but go yeah. on to the story anyway so <laughs> this uh so this girl keeps biting me dude she bit my dick i seriously thought she was trying to bite off so i punched her like i hit her like oh. she had a black eye and everything swollen shut I blast her in the face. Um, with, your, then, with your hand or dick? <laughs> both. <yeah>. Oh. <laughs> um, but no, I hit her, and so she's like, uh, she falls, flips off my bed, hits her head on the wall, and she like looks at me and is like, ooh, do it again. I was like, oh, wow. get out. Because, uh. I mean, it was hard. I hit her pretty hard. I don't condone yeah. violence against women unless they yeah, hit Yeah, that might first. just be a but, simple reaction. Like, yeah. I don't know the power in my hands, but if my dick's getting bit, it's I literally thought it was I'm coming off. sure. Like, literally yeah. thought she was going to. So that's why I hit her, and she... Um, was that your first knockout? Or? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, luckily, I was laying down or I wouldn't have been able to connect. Um, so, um, 
But no, she hits her head on the wall or whatever, and then I was going to throw her out, and she was like, just put it in my butt, which sounded like a good way to punish her at that point yeah. because she had bit me so many times. So I might have done that. And no, you did do that. Yeah. So you fucked her in the ass. Yeah, and there wasn't nearly as much resistance as I'd hoped going in, if you want to know the truth. Like, it wasn't like, yeah. That, you do that, it raw? That trail had been blazed, yeah, unfortunately. With, <laughs> with teeth, a bites. Bitten, and, yeah, with a, with a bitten worse. penis. It was a weird night. So this is so, the girl you brought to the comedy show. Uh, yeah, so I bring her to the comedy show. So as I'm going up there, I'm like, I'm ready to like, having a panic attack, man. Because I'm looking around thinking, I don't know what to say. Like, at first I made fun of The guy was real skinny that introduced me. I said, does anybody else think that guy's on steroids? And they all started laughing at him. You know, and I started looking around. I didn't know what to say. I said, all right, I've got like three jokes I can tell you guys that don't have anything to do with me fighting in the UFC. You weren't supposed to know that. I said, or I can tell you about the first time I had sex with that girl right there. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, she had ridden over there with me. And she just looks at me and shakes her head like, no. Like, <laughs> and so then I say her name. I said, yeah, it's Candy Basie. Like, you can her on Facebook if you want. She's from Indianapolis. Everybody's like cracking up. And so I tell that story, like way more explicit than I told you guys, like detail. And uh, Man, you had to make it funny. Yeah, I was supposed to, to go it. eight minutes. I think I went like 27 minutes. <laughs> and... Uh, they're flashing a little light in the back, like, tell me it's my time. I said, yeah, I see the light. Don't flash it again. Like, yeah, whatever. I said, I'm finishing the story. So, like, the whole place is dying. Some people got up and left <laughs> during the anal sex portion of the comedy routine. But um, This is his first show. Yeah, very first one. <laughs> first to last show. Yeah, absolutely killed. So, afterward, everyone thought that was planned. Like, man, that was awesome. You brought her for there for that. I said, no, that was, that was what Did am that, I going to do? Did she get mad at you or no? Uh, she, yeah, we get in the car and we start driving. So, so what would you think? She just stares straight ahead, doesn't say a word. I was like, oh, all right, so. It wasn't, she didn't like it very much, but we're friends again now. I didn't like it when she bit my dick, so. <laughs> so we're even. So, <laughs> so, so, you, so you punch this girl, and then she wants it in the ass. Right. You, you, you hit her, all the stuff, but telling a joke about her is what right. you get. That, yeah, that, that's, that's that was the, bad thing. That was the line. Well, the funny thing was, when I took her home that day, after I put it in her butt, um, when I took her home, she was like, um, here, you got to drop me off at, by, at the end of the street. And I was like, why? She was my husband's home. I was like, so you're married, too. Oh, wow. Awesome. Like, perfect. That, that's great. So. Um, yeah, well, what happened with you and the soldiers? Also. So, because I, I, I've heard like, like all oh these stories God. are now coming up where you, you did a, 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 I, I got you, I helped get you on the show for the soldiers. <laughs> it was you, James Krause, right? Yeah, uh, Zach Cummings, yeah. And, I but I heard that you were making fun of them, like you were telling the soldiers that they, they were all gay fighters. Well, no, this was, so, yeah, no, I got, I'm, I'm not allowed on the trips anymore, apparently, because. <laughs> Three different things happened. It was all well more than three, but three good ones. One, you um, Cummings, Krause, Zach Cummings, James Krause, and uh, Shayna Baszler. Right. Who I thought her name the whole time was, um, oh gosh, what did I think her name was Shaylin. I thought that was her name because I have a Shaylin Basler on my Facebook page. Yeah. So I was calling her Shaylin the whole time. She never told me her name was right. Shaylin. <laughs> I felt like an idiot. Like at the end of the trip, she goes, "You know my name's Shayna, right?" And I was like, "No, I didn't." But um, so we get there. Um, we're getting around this private submarine. Actually, no. We go do this tour with the police on this island in Diego Garcia. And those, Zach Cummings, the media's talking to swimming out during feeding time for the sharks. Someone had just gotten eaten. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. same thing, with, uh, the trip that I went, on same trip. Go on. Yeah, they come screaming at us, telling us, like, what are you doing this shark feeding time? I was like, man, I told you guys, because they were like, no, they don't come till 4, as if the sharks have a deal. <laughs> oh, it's only 347. <laughs> Let's wait till you know, we got another 13 minutes, fellas. So we in trouble. The older sharks like to eat early. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but they take us into the police station there, which is run by the British police. Adam was in a separate room with some young <laughs> Venezuelan girls. Right, go but, on. No, so they take us. Uh, Nobody got that, but it was a good joke. Yeah, so um, they take us in there. They talk about somebody who just committed suicide there, they thought, but it was one of those like masturbation things where you're hanging yourself. And apparently they bite an orange while they do it. I don't know what that has to do with it, but this British guy's telling us they found him with an orange in his mouth and a noose around his neck. That's how they knew that he was doing that. And I was like, wait, what? Wow. Like, that's how you do? So <laughs> later on, we're on this ship, and this commander or captain or whoever runs the ship comes up, and he wants one of us to choke him completely unconscious just for a second, you know, and then 
we hold him until he gets up to prove to his troops he's tough enough to do it, right, to take it. And uh, I told him, I said, you really don't want to do that. That's like not good for you. He's like, oh, I don't care. You know, he's like a real gung-ho guy. So uh, I said, I wasn't doing it because I, I can't choke anybody in a fight, let alone, you know, accidentally or whatever on purpose to make them just only barely pass out. So um, Krause says he'll do it. And right as he gets to do it, now keep in mind, the day before somebody had died hanging by a noose, one of the soldiers <laughs> with an orange in their mouth. And we're in the cafeteria when they're doing this. And I'm standing by the, the food line or whatever. I said, hey, put this in your mouth. It'll make it better. <laughs> I get to do it. And everyone just stares at me. Like, everybody in the whole thing just stared at me. And I was like, Alrighty. Too soon. Too yeah. soon. <laughs> so, like, uh, the girl that ran, Amanda, right, ran the trip. Yeah. She just sat there and stared at me like she wanted to murder me. And I was like, <laughs> I just put it back down. And so... I, I thought it was funny, but um, <laughs> nobody else did. So then we go to the submarine shortly thereafter. Like a couple hours later, we're on the submarine, and I go talk to one of the security guys. I mean, he's got a he's got the real deal, AR-15 on him. I mean, they're not playing around over there, you know? Yeah. Um, and um, he's like, run tight security. I said, can I talk to you for a second? He was like, yeah, because they told us all the stuff we couldn't bring in the submarine. They're afraid, like, lighters, matches, anything will get on there that could catch the submarine on fire, right? Things like that, you're not allowed to bring, just all kinds of different stuff. So I said, can I talk to you for a second? The security guy, he's like, yeah, and he's giving me a real you know, militant look or whatever. I said, um, that fighter over there, Zach, was talking about smuggling some stuff on here. I said, I don't, I don't think we should, I think you need to search him, you know, or whatever. And he's like, are you serious? I said, yeah. I said, he's known for being part of an international cock smuggling ring. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, uh, I said, he could have four or five in his ass right now. You wouldn't even know. I said, and I said you probably should check him beforehand. He's sitting there looking at me trying to figure out like what, a, like what I mean. He thinks I'm like using slang for something. <laughs> Like, cock, like, okay. He said, well, I'm going to have to report to my command officer. I said, dude, I'm just kidding. And so I heard about that one later from Amanda. She, was mad. <laughs> um, she goes, did you report a false smuggle? I was like, oh, my God. I was just, <laughs> I was just supposed to be funny. <laughs> and then, false yeah, smuggle. It was so funny. Like, yeah, I report a false smuggling accusation at Zach Cummings on the <laughs> smuggle cocks into the. That's really odd because ass, the, the U.S. military is pretty well known for their sense of humor. They wouldn't let me on a base in Seattle because they asked me if I was any part of any al-Qaeda or terrorist group. I said, yeah, but I keep all my terrorist activities off, like, off base. I was there to see my girlfriend. They said, you can't come in now. And I was like, wait, oh, what? He goes, dude, on. you can't say that. I said, what, who would say that if they were really done? So it's just a joke. They said, nope. You can't I was driving back from come. Nevada last week. And we were going past like the fruits and vegetables. Like they had to check everything. And the lady was like, do you have any fruits in the car? I'm like, just my friend Aaron. <laughs> like, He's pretty fruity. <laughs> like, That's awesome. She was laughing. What was the third thing? Uh, the third one. I got in big trouble for this one. They were actually wanting to send me home for this one, which I don't even get. Zach was scared to death of dogs, I guess. Like uh, <laughs> Bubba knows how that is. No, I'm just <laughs> black people are afraid of dogs. That's what I was getting at. <laughs> so uh, no, Zach is scared to death of dogs, and they, we were going to go get the attack dogs, like, and they were going to make us all wear a sleeve and them tag. I'm not afraid of dogs at all, like not even the slightest. Yeah. So um, these two guys are said, "Hey, we're the dog trainers. We're going to see you guys tomorrow." I said, "I said, dude, this dude right here, the cock smuggler." <laughs> um, I said, uh, "He said your dogs ain't shit, like that or whatever." And the guy kind of looked at me and said, what? I said, yeah, he said he's not scared at all. He'll do it without the sleeve or whatever. And they kind of sat there, they kind of sat there looked at him like, all right, we'll see, you know, or whatever. He goes, I didn't say that. I said, he was talking all kind of shit like he ain't afraid of your dog, you know, blah, blah, blah. And because that's what they were saying to me. Yeah, we'll see tomorrow. I was like, dude, I'll punch a dog in the face. I don't right. think a dog can beat me in a fight. Right. And so yeah. um, they. Uh, I agree with him. I just don't feel like there's dogs that can beat me in a I fight. Just don't, yeah, I, don't, I may be wrong. No way. A pit bull? I, I know Labradors, <laughs> Labradors I feel can't. like there's, I don't think a dog can beat me in a fight. On, on you know, I don't think so either. I, a dog I, is sixty pounds. Uh, exactly. Right. Exactly. Really? I'll give you my arm while I rip your throat out. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'll put money on the dog. Yeah. <laughs> right. Why you're? Why you got your? You got? He's got no hands. All he's got is teeth. While your teeth are busy on my on my wrist, whatever, I'm gonna rip your eye out. 
I'm gonna like just think about that. Like, like think about it. there ain't a man in the world that Bubba couldn't knock out giving a free shot in the face. Like even if you hit Mark Hunt, if you sit there and he gets a free shot in the face, he's probably he going out, sleep. right? He going to he sleep. He can't do it to a sixty pound dog. I think he's so. going to sleep. I, I I'm betting on the dog. Yeah. <laughs> with, with my life on the line, yeah. that dog is going to sleep. <laughs> but that dog's that. not fighting. That dog's life on the line as well. No, he ain't thinking that. Way. He ain't thinking like I'm thinking. I'm gonna knee him in his sternum. <laughs> like it's over. You know, what about him biting you in the throat? I'd bite him back. He gotta get there. Yeah, but his teeth are actually. He gotta get there. I don't know. So what, wait, so what was okay? The so anyway, <laughs> I'm giving these guys a hard time about it, and uh, then I get called in by Amanda. She's like that night mad at me. Um, she's like, "You really offended those dog trainers that they consider their dogs a part of their family." Blah blah blah. I said, "I didn't make fun of him. I said that Zach did, but I said it was just a joke, you know, or whatever." I said, "I wasn't saying that." Said Zach home. Right. I said, "Yeah." I said Zach was the one saying it. She goes, "He said you made that up." I was like, "Okay." So I go ahead and take the you know heat for it. So we get there the next day, and those guys are all being dicks to me. You know, I'm like, dude, I'm over here visiting who, who? the the dog soldier guys oh, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. They're all mad at me because I was teasing about their dog. They're family member apparently or whatever <laughs> so they bring out the, the these two little dogs and uh, or i mean not little but um the smaller ones and they do zach and um james or whatever and they said oh we got a special dog for you i was like okay and i said they said we got a special sleeve you gotta wear so i'll wear the small one i don't care you know what i mean or whatever yeah. I, was, I wanted to fight their dog just because they were being good <laughs> so i was hoping it would really bite me and it was going to be on and so um they let out this vicious attack dog i'm not sure what kind it was but it looked pretty rough but it's like a shepherd something mix. It comes running toward me. It's I'm looking at it and I'm ready to punch it in the face if it bites me anywhere. Even though I got the sleeve on, it stops five feet short of me and just looks at me like that or whatever. Like I don't know if it could sense there was no fear. Yeah. But it just sits there and it starts barking at me and I was like, Let's, Let's do the this. Sleeve. I was going toward it. Starts backing up and it's like and I started laughing. Those guys couldn't stand it. I was like, Oh, you're such a vicious dog. I'm like, no, or whatever, you know. He's such a vicious boy. Rubbing him on the head and he's like running from me. So I'm like walking around trying to get the. You're chasing the yeah, dog. I'm going around the dog and he. Uh, so finally, I put the sleeve all the way out there and he grabs it just a little bit and he's like and they're like screaming. I'm trying to get him to do something. You know what I mean or whatever. <laughs> so he latches on. Finally, he starts pulling. I picked him up with one arm. Like literally picked him up with one arm. He's like an eighty or seventy pound dog and like I was like. You know, like doing that, it's like fun. girls with him or whatever. Yeah, and uh, it made their day even worse, which uh, sucked because there are soldiers. But yeah, those guys were, were nice guys. I did that exact yeah. same thing where I, I would run and the dog. I mean, they were sweet. They slept right. with the dog. The dogs are their best friends. And yeah. in a way, you, like I, you know, those dogs are amazing. But I do feel like the dogs get the short end of the stick on that because they're going around looking for bombs, you know, and and really going out there first and and tracking to see if bombs are out there. And, and then a lot of times the dogs don't make it if it's a, if it's a bomb. And I'm like, I feel so bad well, for yeah. the <laughs> I feel so bad for those fucking like they didn't sign up for this. Sure. Adam they, would they, still they, bet on the dog versus the bomb. Uh, no, <laughs> I mean, I, I, dog up, I, mean I, I understand it, and those dogs like end I mean, up better having that than like you know people. Yeah, Americans. yeah, I know, but <laughs> I still feel, but I still feel for the dogs, man. Like, don't I, they got like robot drones now or something? Yeah, well, hopefully that would mm-hmm. be a lot better. Uh, but yeah. I end up. I Why love, is Peter not calling them? That's a good question. That's a good. You got you got me thinking. Those dogs didn't enlist. You know right. they, they don't want to fight this right. war. They right. don't agree with that. Absolutely. Uh, you know, so I do feel for those dogs. But those dogs do get the ones that make it get the best treatment ever. I mean, they they, they yeah. get to live like kings out there yeah, until uh, they find a bomb. That <laughs> 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 like, they weren't expecting. Yeah, <laughs> I got in trouble too at the, one of the military. Not like the, I did like four since, but I was on stage and. <laughs> what, what had happened was uh, there was a show where, like, uh, this one chick kept kept heckling, and she had huge boobs. And she was in the military, and I'm like, oh, give it up for, like, Boobs McGee or something. Right. And then everybody on base called her Boobs McGee oh, no. for, like, a week. It's so Sergeant Boobs so then she writes a, <laughs> So then she writes a letter, and then, then they tell me they have, like, all these meetings about me, my, my comedy show. And I'm like... We're in like four wars right now, and right. you're meeting about Boobs McGee and Adam Hunter's comedy routine. Like, it's just 
But after that, I did like I've done six of them since. So uh, those are the best. So, yeah, you yeah. Admit. I didn't get now, invited now, back. So did, did, surprisingly. Well, they said the reason they said that you didn't get invited back was because you were injured and you couldn't roll with the people. Well, no, I still did. I roll with them and train with them. It just nobody wanted to do it with me. Like they didn't want to go with me or Shayna, either one. Like because no one wants to get tapped out by a girl, and everybody was afraid to get manhandled by me. Uh, there was one guy that did it. He you could tell he had wrestled before, done something before. I don't know, but uh, he just curled up in the fetal position on all fours. And then it took me forever to submit him because I couldn't punch him. And if you're going to be on all fours and you're pretty just strong, playing defense, 240 yeah. pounds, you know what I mean, like muscular dude, um, it made me look dumb because he just rolls in fetal position. And he was like, yeah, I lasted the full five minutes with you. I was like, but, yeah, I could punch you in the face. If, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, hard to get an arm or leg or do anything if a guy's just curled up literally, literally on his stomach in the fetal position, not moving, you know, and I couldn't hit him or be too rough the with him. The guy said but, every base, there'd be guys that say, oh, yeah, I, I took a one or two jujitsu classes, and they were like college wrestlers or something. Yeah. They were, or, or they were actually like, good, you know, Top purple pass. belts or something, and they were trying to, like, get one over on the fighters. Shayna ta- or choked this guy completely unconscious. Big dude, too. Choked him completely unconscious, and then the whole rest of the uh, time we were there was sad. Like, he was in the lunch line. Everybody was behind him. Like, oh, you okay? Because he passed out there acting oh, like he was going to pass out in the lunch line and up. giving him a hard time. And then we started calling him Boobs McGee. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> but, now, uh, did, did crowds and them get mad at you for, for uh, this? They hated me at very first. Um, <laughs> I think they may still hate me. No, um, we were on a yeah, 17-day trip, and at first, like, they uh, – Crowds at one point, me and him played one-on-one, the most physical game of one-on-one you've ever seen because he's not their basketball player. I played in college, so I was actually really good, and we got a bet on who would win. But I think he won because he was like – he was the foulest dude. Like, you go up, he just clotheslined <laughs> you, and he would have just played no he rules. Beat you, you know? basketball? I think so. I don't remember what the score was, but I remember he was like – he was playing rougher than anybody I've ever played with in my life. And he was like, dude, that's just how you play. And I was like, no, you can't yeah. just clothesline me when I shoot every time, you know. So we ended up, like, <laughs> playing real physical, and he got the better of the – Better thing. He tapped me out too. Like I hadn't been tapped in forever. We rolled and he tapped me uh, with a triangle or no guillotine. He's got a really sneaky guillotine. And uh, then he wouldn't roll with me the rest of the time. He said, I know you're trying to get me back, but it's not going to happen. One oh, O crowds. He kept a... saying one O crowds to me the whole. Oh, what a dick. And then they started using oh, McCorkle as that's an all smart. They start, smart dick he is. He started yeah. using uh, McCorkle as an all-purpose curse word. It was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> like they really did because I was wearing on all their nerves by about the second week. So. Now, what belt are you? Uh, man, I only wore a gi for about three or four months, and I just didn't like it um, and didn't want to do it anymore. So probably at skill level, probably purple. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I trained. I, I got uh, – I was finishing the top six in the Abu Dhabis, uh, the American qualifiers, after six months of training jiu-jitsu total. Wow. Um, I went and uh, I won the regional one there, uh, which was in Indianapolis, and then I went out to New York City, or it is Newark, actually. And Roy Nelson got second. Mario Rinaldi, I don't know if you know him. He's a real, he used to be a pretty decent fighter, but a real good grappler. He got first, and then he got killed by Fabrizio Verdum, I think, in the finals over there or whatever. Um, but, uh, no, I was pretty – I don't know. I was more athletic than I was good at jiu-jitsu. I've got a couple things I do really well, but other than that – it was just being big and strong and athletic before I got hurt. Have, 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 you, have you thought about any tournaments? Nope. No. Why not? Uh, no, actually, I did think about doing some tournaments, but I just haven't. We just haven't had the opportunity to. But what belt do you? Uh, I've won a gi once, maybe twice. Right. Um, so. Have you ever tapped a black belt? Um, uh, probably. Probably. Can't say that I remember who it was or when it was, but I mean. Being at ATT and going with you know the guys at Body Shop and just being in gyms alone, you know you get you get you get lucky every now and then. I, I can say I've been lucky once or twice. But it's funny though, because like technically you have no belt, mm-hmm. but probably you're a purple brown. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I can go. I mean, Gaiuti Yamauchi was a black belt like three times over. And, yeah, you know I smashed on him. Right, right, right. But you know we don't include punches. But if it was just grappling, you versus Gaudi, who, who you think would win? Uh, I, I don't think I would lose because I don't think he would submit me. 
but I don't think I would submit him, being that he's so crafty. You know what I mean? But like, gladly there was punches, so, I <laughs> yeah. so you can let me go from this arm bar because I'm punching you in the face. Kind of I thing. saw you on a commercial for something the other day. I can't remember what it was. It was either maybe on YouTube, but it maybe on TV. I don't remember. But I was like, wait, that's Bubba. Like when I saw it, like, did you do a commercial for somebody that had nothing to do with MMA or I crazy? Uh, I know it, it was, was you it for like, sure for like boxing sensors. Uh, yeah, like something like that, or, or yeah. like as a heart heart rate monitor, or boxing something. Yeah, I don't know what, how many punches you throw or something thing. like that. Yeah, yeah, I saw that somewhere, and I realized Hicks it was you. Hicks I was Hicks boxing. I did a commercial for him, did you? and it's yeah. got like almost like seven hundred thousand views or something. Yeah. You think Connor and it's going to happen, Mayweather Connor? I don't think it will happen, but if it does happen, I think Mayweather is brilliant, amazingly genius. Because he's fighting an amateur for millions of dollars. Let me wrestle a kid and never wrestled in a real wrestling match for millions of dollars. I mean, Freddie Roach says that uh, the word on the street is that Connor's been training with some pro boxers and it's not going well. I don't give a damn. Right. Even if it was going well, that is Mayweather. Like, who that'd you be like Bubba with? going against a WWE wrestler in right. a wrestling match. Like, I mean, that's the thing. Right. That's but, but isn't Connor also a genius because he's going to get supposedly $50 million no, he, to fight a guy? He's very smart. And he's going to say, well, yeah. First I, of all, you see I'm not going to let him do it. No. I'm not going to let him do it. No, Second of happen. all, there's no, there's no possible way that he wins. No possible way. Second of all, third of all, am I, th- am I on three? Yeah. yeah. On three. <laughs> what way are they going to be at? What, what, now, what if they box with small gloves? Still wouldn't matter, right? No. It'd be even worse. Be even worse. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? What I think. What I think. Twelve times faster. You can't block as much. It's a good point. If Mayweather doesn't want to be hit, he won't be hit by by anyone. You know what I mean? Especially not with little gloves on. You know yeah. I mean? The thing I thought that was funny about it was that they were talking about it, and uh, I was thinking like they were talking about counter training boxing. That would be the worst thing he could do because the only thing he's going to hit Mayweather with is something he doesn't ever expect. So they teach guys all technique. Like the, like Chris Lytle, I used to roll with him. I don't know where he learned his jujitsu, but it's all backward and awkward. Everything he does is strange, and he'll get out of positions using unconventional stuff. And it's real complicated sometimes when you're. It's like you can see when Brett Rogers went out and knocked out Andre Arlovski. Like if they fought. 99 times to- or 100 times or else he would have won 99 probably but Brett Rogers came out swinging crazy from the very beginning just caught him off guard because no one expected him to do that you know so I think that's the only chance McGregor so had to throw some just throw wide crazy yeah. gang punch yeah because Mayweather's used to slip and duck and doing this but if you come out there and if you're a McGregor and you're not an orthodox boxer you're just so you what would you teach punches. him like like helicopter uh, punches yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just throw something, something crazy say, yeah in a in a legit boxing match has anyone ever thrown a spinning back fist? Is that illegal? You're not allowed. No. Uh, you can't no. throw back I don't think you can throw any back fist in boxing. No. So you yeah. think maybe like throw two punches at once or something? Like yeah, a, double. That'd be awesome. A double punch? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they ain't got no power on them. Yeah. So, you know, I, that would be awesome. It just a would double be hook. Ugly. <laughs> at the same <laughs> just, time. Just, <laughs> wow. <laughs> just be ugly, though. I mean, I, I, I was boxing with some boxers not too, uh, a couple of weeks ago, right? And the way their head twitches, you know, it's different from when we slip punches. We, I, I would say that most fighters slip a punch two inches to the left, two inches to the right. These guys are slipping punches at, like, centimeters, just yeah. so cut tight, and they twitch. It's not like they're ducking and moving their neck. I mean, they just twitch their head, twitch this way, and they're in position to score all the time. Their yeah. distance is – a good pro boxer, their distance is – A good pro boxer, their distance is unreal. I've boxed yeah. with some of them before. You know you exactly can't, I didn't hit them once. Yeah. Didn't hit him once in three rounds. So, uh, to, all right, tomorrow we went over. Uh, who do you have, by the way? Rockhold or Brisbane? Rockhold, Come probably on. easily. Easy. Uh, cruiser, <laughs> cru- cruiser Easy favor. Money. Uh, cruise again, I think, man. Easy money. Um, Henderson Lombard. Oh. Um, <laughs> I got to say Lombard, man. Yeah. I, think, yeah. I got to say Lombard. Smart man right here. Henderson's getting so old. All right, we haven't talked about Poirier versus Bobby Green. Oh, I love that fight. Probably my favorite fight of the night. 
Why? Um, because Poirier likes he you know he's a good shit talker as far as like I mean he's a respectable guy but he likes to talk shit and he and I mean if Bobby Green's gonna do this like he's an ATT guy right? Yep, yep. I trained with him a couple of times, but if Bobby Green's gonna do like this, this come on thing and put his hands down and I think Poirier's gonna do the same thing. He's a really good boxer, very crafty. He's up at fifty five, no longer have to cut that weight, so he's got gas in his tank and. Uh, and, and Bobby Green's exciting, you know, he, and he'll oh. hit you. He don't care. He he's thugging. He don't care. I was sitting with Poirier one time at a fight, and it's funny because he he's a nice guy, but he has he does have a little bit of like he's got a mean streak. We're, wa- we're watching fighting, and I'm like, hey man, just so you know, I like respect the hell of what you guys do. I'm like, you know, I wrestled in high school, and I know how hard that was. And he's like, oh, so you know how to turtle up? I was like, <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm just gonna stop talking, man. <laughs> like, like that's not really. But he was a nice guy. He came to my show, no, super funny. nice. But like. I guess maybe that was stupid trying to like say that like I know what hard work is because you guys work a lot harder as fighters as I did wrestling I guess twice a week twice a day or something. Well, some but, of us did. But some like, but still, <laughs> I was like, damn, that was not the reaction that I was uh, supposed to get it. So, who do you like winning this fight? I'm gonna go with Poirier. Damn, I don't man, it's such a hard pick for me. So is it because Bobby's black? No, see, I would obviously go with Bobby because he's black. But I'm going. <laughs> I'm going. Nope. You know what? I'm not going to get convention. I'm going to do what I always do and pick black. Come on, really? You always say that. Come on, really? yes. <laughs> he just gave him a hard time for picking for you. I was <laughs> giving him a hard time for picking. Well, Bobby there's no Green. winning with this guy. I, no, not at all. Well, so, no, just because Poirier is your old teammate. Right. Green's coming off like a two-year layoff. So. Uh, Poirier looked great against Joe Duffy his last fight. Right. Seems like 55 is a much better weight class. For it him. is. Uh, and Bobby Green, I guess speed. You got to go with Green, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, power. You got to go with Poirier. Jiu-Jitsu, Poirier, mm-hmm. straight kicking, green, boxing. I, I, I want, I'm, I'm going to pick Poirier even though I, I'm going against my black card to pick green. <laughs> I'm going to pick Poirier because I do feel like he's the more well-rounded fighter, and he'll be the one that, between the both of them, he'll be the one that sticks to a strategy that I think will be smart for whatever fight comes, whether it's a war, whether it's you know boxing, whatever. He'll, he'll, he'll have a strategy, and he'll stick to it. He won't fold from it. I think Green throws stuff out of the window a lot of times, and he's just like, yo, we in the streets of Compton, let's do this kind yeah. of thing. You know, he, he gets thuggish with it, and I, and I think that wins him a lot of fights because no one wants to go there with him. That's Sean. why I'm going with him. I don't know, man. <laughs> That's to, a good reason. Not to talk bad about Poirier, but when he fought uh, Connor, man, he looked so mentally weak to me, man. I don't know if that's – that's either something you are or aren't, I think, man. But he looked like he was ready to fold from the get-go. And maybe it was just a bad night or whatever. But um, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe he was sucked out, you think? Uh, I, I just think he, he just looked like he had already been, yeah, like psyched out and thought he was going to lose or, you know, too much shit talking. And that's – you're either mentally well, tough or you're not. To you. Connor's done that to many people. He's won many of fights before they even touch gloves. Yeah. I yeah. just don't understand that, man. I mean, I don't know. I, I did that to Struve, and he beat the shit out of me. Actually, I beat him <laughs> up. I beat up Struve for three and a half minutes on a four-minute fight, but then I gassed out terribly. But, uh, yeah, I had him so upset he couldn't even look at me before the fight started. Like, he couldn't – like, he was turning blood red over there. I was like, dude, he is terrified. Yeah. Um, I did the same thing to Sol Pelé. He was terrified until he picked me up and slammed me and beat the shit out of me. Like he really, he told me after he goes, dude, I've never been that afraid before in a fight. And I was like, really, I felt really comfortable because I heard him over dry heaving before he went out. He's like this dude's head. terrified till he picked me up and slammed me. I was like, he's not afraid anymore. Uh, okay, and you, Tyler? I like Poirier. I think he's more well-rounded. I think he's more technical with striking. I also think he's got more experience and he's been in the cage with more top-tier fighters than Bobby Green. All right, and now we got uh, Jerome Max Holloway versus Ricardo Lamas, the bully versus Holloway. It's a good fight. Uh, yeah. You excited we're going, by the way? Pump yeah. Go. Well, I'm excited I'm going until you call me tonight and tell me that I'm not. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> you're going. You're, you're going. I've got I to fi- figure out how to get two more tickets uh, for, for, for my dad or for your wife. I've got an idea how to get two more. 
Oh. <laughs> Email the uh, girl at the UFC and tell her you're, you're going to be at the comedy show. It's going to make you real awkward. <laughs> if, uh, so uh, Dana uh, doing comedy now? Yeah, Dana, uh, they're doing the Looking for a Fight show. I'm hosting it on Sunday. Dana, Matt Sarah, and Nick the Tooth are doing comedy, as well as Dean Thomas is uh, now doing comedy. What do you about, think about yeah. this joke? Like if whoever's going up, but who probably Nick the Tooth's going up before Dana Wright or somebody. Yeah. What if they did this joke if they said that Dana White was living proof that with enough hard work, determination, and billionaire childhood friends, you can accomplish anything? <laughs> did you tweet that? I don't know, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I probably copied it to or whatever. Uh, I did it too, which may be why I don't get my tickets, but I thought it was funny. Uh, so, so Max Holloway versus Llamas. Uh, I'm going to go with Max Holloway. I think he's a... Uh, Younger Lamas got knocked out pretty hard by uh, uh, Benavidez, not Benavidez, by uh, Chad Mendez. And I just, even though Holloway's four, uh, Ricardo Lamas is five, I think that Holloway's going to win. You? I got Holloway, man, because he's crafty, he's long, he knows his distance, he's very athletic. He, I mean, he's a well rounded fighter. I'm not saying any disrespect to Lamas because he's, you know, right there as well. That's why they're five and four, but I, I'm going to just go with my Hawaii boy. Right. Uh, you, Sean? I've never seen either of them fight, so I agree with Bubba. Uh, Tyler? I'm going to go man. Holloway, too. I think he's uh, he's on a tear, man. And, yeah, he is. Uh, he hasn't, what is he, he's eight in a row on a streak or something? Yeah. He hasn't uh, lost since McGregor, right? Holloway? Yeah. I even yeah. thought that was a good fight. I mean, um, he got beat, but. But yeah. he's Round super two tough. Looks good. He's looking better every fight. Um, I mean, Alamas has a handful for sure, but. Uh, I think Holloway gets it done, and dude, those Hawaiian fighters, man, those guys are scrappy and tough as nails. So, yep, I think he's got that warrior spirit in him too. One eight eight fights in a row. That's right. All right, so now we got Ortega versus uh, Clay Guida. I think five years ago, Clay Guida wins, but I think Brian Ortega's is too good right now, and Clay's is kind of on the going down a little bit. You Ortega. I'm going to go with Ortega because I hate Jason Guida. <laughs> <laughs> Do you I'm hate a, Jason Guida? Yeah, that's an awesome story, too. But What happened there? It. Dude, it's, a, it's actually on the internet. He was cornering one of my friends, uh, or cornering against one of my friends, and he gets in. This is back when they didn't regulate MMA at all. He gets in the cage because they stood up the fight. The promoter told him to stand it up if there's no action on the ground, so he stood a guy up out of side control. So in between rounds, Guida... Jason Guida gets in and starts screaming at the ref, who was my friend, like in his face stuff, too, and he'd kill him and all this and that. So that started a whole thing with us. Like, I started, like, making, like, because I told him to shut the fuck up, and then he said something to me. So then I started going over there. I was going to punch him in his face, and he had just gotten kicked off the Ultimate Fighter for not being able to cut half a pound in six hours or something. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> it started like a four-year-long thing. It was ridiculous, dude. Um, it was, like, going on and on, and I would, he was always the butt of all my jokes, like, on everything, on Twitter, on everything. It was always like, uh, P.S., Jason, or, yeah, P.S., Jason Guida sucks. Like, <laughs> So then I'm fighting up in Chicago, or he tries to attack me in Detroit. He comes up with some guys. They say they're in the mafia. Like, usually mafia guys don't come up and tell you they're in the mafia. Yeah. Like, uh, we're made guys. You're going to die, blah, blah, blah. You said, they said I said something to his mom on the underground. I'm like, what the fuck is your mom doing on the underground? If that was a, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, who, whose mom is on the underground, like, saying stuff? And then taking that serious. But um, it was right after Joe Silva had just told me. Um, it was right after I won my first fight. And Joe Silva, they, they tell you when you sign. Do not get in any fight anywhere for any reason. If so, you'll get cut. We don't care whose fault it is. If you're at a bar and somebody punch you, turn and leave and walk the other way, you know? So I'm at a UFC event. They've got me sitting third row. I'm going out to go to the bathroom, and all of a sudden I hear somebody saying something behind me. I said, hey, can I get a picture with him? I go take a picture with him. And all of a sudden it's Jason Guida. Like, well, don't fucking touch me. It was him or whatever. I was like, wait, well, I didn't recognize him. I hadn't seen him for three years, and he had cut his hair, like shaved all his hair off. He's like, you know who I am? And I said, I really don't. Like at first, and he goes, I'm Clay Guida's brother. I started laughing. I said, I guarantee that's not the first time you've said that. Right. And then everybody, everybody started laughing that was standing around. And then he's like, uh, said, why are you talking shit to my mom? And I was like, wait, what? Like I had no idea what he was talking about. On the underground. I said, your mom's on the underground? And then I was like, I was trying to figure out what it was. And then these two guys come up. It's like, we're going to kill you. And I said, um, they said something. Um, 
oh, yeah, you need to come fight him at our show or whatever. I said, dude, I'm going to contract the UFC. And this guy's like, fuck Dana and Lorenzo. I'll kill them both. Like, this guy's with him or whatever. I was like, uh, what, you're going to kill him over this? Like, what's – it got really weird. So, um, I wanted to hit him so bad, but I didn't want to get cut. I just won my first fight in UFC. I'm like, I'm going to get a fight at a UFC event where they gave me tickets, you know? But uh, when I got cut from the UFC, the first day I got a hold of my agent, Monty, I said, I'll fight Jason Guida for free anywhere they'll put it on. You know what I mean? Or whatever. He wanted $30,000 to fight. How me. big is so, Guida? Is he your size? Uh, well, he's about 5'10", 260, apparently. He had a weird um, career. Like, he was actually yeah. a pretty tough guy, but just never could yeah. put it together. But he, uh, he's an odd dude, man. And then Clay always hated me. Like, I, I, just, I didn't have anything against Clay because he seemed like a nice guy. Like, he was the non-retarded brother. Like, there's always, like, a Frank Stallone for every Sylvester Stallone, right? So, um, <laughs> he seemed like the uh, normal brother. You were brother, guilty by association. Though. Yeah. You know. But he hated, like, yeah, Clay was, I guess, I was fighting in Texas, and I guess he, he was there, and they said he was talking a bunch of shit about me before I got in the van. And I was like, and I was going to say something to him about it, but he's like 150 pounds. What am I going to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, they were saying, like, he said I always fuck with his brother, but, like, it's it's his fault. He started it. No. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was, uh, he wanted 30 grand to fight me. We should have done it in Japan. They could have got it for half. Tyler? I'm going to yeah. go against the grain here. I'm going to go with Guida. I think this, Clay Guida has ruined many uh, a guy's night. Uh, he makes good guys look bad. This is a I mean, dude who he beat who, Pettis and, he beat Pettis and RDA. Uh, I, I it was saw a long some, time ago, though. No, I know, but I, I seen that post one time where someone like said that he's like the linear champ. Yeah. Uh, if you do all the math, but no, I just think he's he's sort of inconsistent. Uh, but I think he has the ability to make good guys look bad. I know that he probably doesn't want to go to the ground with Ortega because Ortega's a, a jiu-jitsu guy, but uh, I just think Clay's got that grinding, wrestling, crazy punching, like yeah, movement. Uh, yeah, I just I, I mean I think it's uh, I think it's a tough fight. I when I, I funny because I actually when I when I when he first went to Jackson's, I talked to Greg Jackson about him and I said how how's Clay doing? And he goes, I can't believe how well he's done in the UFC. With the little amount of skills he has, oh shit! But it was he wasn't insulting him. <laughs> right, yeah. he was he's just saying surviving. he's just a guy who's just it's just energy. He was like, I think there was a kid on my team that like on my wrestling team in college that would run like six miles a day, and he would win every he would he would go like he'd win more matches than he should have. He'd win by one point, and he would just out hustle people because he knew how to turtle up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. If you have good cardio and you can <laughs> go a at a hundred percent the entire time you could fuck with people well that's what i tell people about kane all the time everybody's like oh kane and kane is a great fighter i mean don't get me wrong but cardio is 90 percent of that you saw it against uh Verdun when he didn't have the gas tank you start looking pretty shitty it doesn't matter who you are when you don't have any gas you know so yeah. um, half the fighter you're supposed have to you be. ever lost yeah. to a guy because of cardio absolutely my lost to larue burley i was i, I had fractured rib i mean in that camp and i had fought six weeks before doctor said to take six weeks off and then you can start training again. I'm like, yeah, I got to get this check. <laughs> so yeah. I end up uh, fighting LaRue Burley with a fractured rib. And the first round, I mean, I, I didn't train at all. You know, didn't train at all. I cut weight for it to go to 55. And that's just because I sat on the couch for five weeks. I'm like, all right, last week I, <laughs> I can get up and try to do something, make this weight. I beat the absolute, I mean, it was a 10-8 first round. And then round two and three, I, I don't even know if I, there was, I don't remember it because I was just so, Gas like I that could is not. The worst I didn't, feeling in the world. I did not man. walk out of the cage. Like I, I literally Tiki Gosen drug me out of the cage because uh, I was just so. Tiki's tired. an American top two now. No, Tiki was this. I wasn't with the ATP. I was uh, making my move over here. To by the way, uh, your boy beat uh, Rolls, Gr- Rolls Gracie. Who's that? Uh, Pujanowski. Oh, yeah, knocked him out in whatever, yeah. 30 seconds or something crazy. Did, did right? he win the fight seconds. last week again, too, or no? Uh, no, that was a weird fight, man. He was winning. They got caught in a guillotine uh, and got choked uh, out. And, and we're talking about Marius Pujanowski, who's the world's strongest yeah. man. Yeah. Sean beat him. Yeah. 
then the declared fight. myself the new world's strongest man. <laughs> he didn't like that at all. And I was wearing, I wore the, the, we had a rematch at the press conference. I wore a Pujanowski t-shirt and they asked me why I was wearing it. And I said, sometimes I forget who the second strongest man in the world is. So I, down <laughs> and I realized who it is and he didn't think it was funny. But, um, I, I remember him training at ATT. Pujanowski? Yeah. I turned my back on the entire United States afterward too in Poland. I said that it was my favorite country even over the U.S. and everybody started cheering for me. It was great. Like, now, was what was he, back. what was he like? Was he cool? Yeah, he was cool. Real quiet kind of guy and, I mean, he was just, he was like the eighth wonder of the world. You, everyone knew him for the sh- being the strongest man, and he sluggish and slow when he hit mitts, but you just knew that he was fucking strong. <laughs> you know, you look, you're just looking at him like, oh, that's the, that's the world's strongest. You, I mean, the concept of him being as strong as he is, you know, just, it just messed with your mind. How did he do in sparring him. with the guys? I didn't see him spar. I wouldn't say that he was, you know, doing everything we did. I, I would say he was more on a special basis. That's crazy. Yeah, so when he beat uh, Rolls Gracie, well, that was a pretty crazy yeah. fight. He, th- mean, he throws wild, man, when he throws. And he is strong. He's um, If you go through a good heavyweight wrestling, like Tom Erickson's much stronger than him as far as a fighting sense. Like, because I fought him twice. I fought him the second time. They only do two rounds. And then MMA fighting reported that I, w- I wouldn't come out for the third round, which made me, like, irate. Like, yeah. I was texting that night, cussing Ariel out or whatever. Like, he doesn't report. I didn't, I didn't make it for the third round. He only, it's only a two-round fight. But he basically dry-humped me. This, the second fight literally... Took me down, like he bulldozed, like I mean, like double leg. We hit the ropes. He turns me, we go all the way back across another 30 feet, hit the ropes on this side, like double leg. He's just driving, driving, driving. Finally gets me down, and he just he just laid on me, would not move. Um, they had me, he had me pinned. I, he got me in a crucifix against the ring, against the ropes, punched me in the face. I end up sweeping him. I get him in a crucifix. Then they want to restart us in the center of the ring. Oh, as, soon, yeah. as soon as I'm on top, like, stop, we're going to the middle. Like, no, no, no. You guys just left me over here for three minutes getting blasted <laughs> in the face, you know, or whatever. And they were like, uh, then they restart him in guard. It was ridiculous. I but saw that. And yeah. I was, I, was I kept telling ref, no, I kept telling him, like, no, you're not restarting him in guard. And he just said, go. I was like, the funny part yeah. is that I talked to you on the podcast before the fight and you're like, yeah, I'm in the best shape of my life. Huh. And then after the fight, you're like, yeah, I lied. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I did 10 minutes on the treadmill. Yeah, that was bad. My back was hurt. I dislocated. Have you ever had a, Bubba's probably at some point, have you ever sub, a subluxation of a rib where it detaches from your spine? Yeah. That shit hurts, dude. Now, Tom Erickson, right? It leaves a knot. Tom Erickson's a guy that. that you talk about how good Tom Erickson was. Like, oh, God, You said he, he still throws around you and Mitrione at the gym, right? At the same time. We tried to jump him one day, and he fucked us both up at the same time. And that really happened. Swear to God. Now, after that, I, I looked him up, right? And he won his first one. He, he lost a – he drew it uh, Bustamante. Right? Yeah, like a 60-minute fight. A 60-minute – call a, that an hour. A 40-minute fight. A 40, yeah. Uh, then, he, then he won his next – he beat Kevin Randleman. Knocked out Randleman. Almost in, killed him. In you one minute, that? 11 seconds. One of the ugliest knockouts I've ever seen. Beat Gary Goodrich. Then he lost to Heath Herring. Yeah, he Herring threw. He was shooting a double, and Herring threw a flying knee and knocked him out with it. Man, it was crazy. Then he won. He beat Matt Skelton. He beat Tim Catalfo. Lost to Verdum by rear naked choke. Uh, lost to Bigfoot Silva, and then lost to Alexandru Lungu. His last three fights, he lost. Yeah, his fights. He took. He never, literally, never once trained for a fight. They would call him and be like, "Hey, do you want to fight in ten days?" in Brazil, or do you want to fight over here in 10 days? He was just a wrestling coach. He'd be like, yeah, I'll go do it. But he never trained any MMA. He never just went there just strictly wrestling only. Um, so, um, but he's, he's probably a better fighter now, I guess, even than he was back then, even though he's lost some athleticism because he's actually learned some now, like jiu-jitsu and stuff. But, but it, do you uh, think with an actual camp, he would have been one of the best uh, ever? Easily, one of the best. They wouldn't fight him. Fedor wouldn't fight him back in the day. He said they repeatedly pride uh, approached Fedor about fighting him because he was scary back then, man. Like, if you see him... Uh, some of those guys, he just and he, when he was in shape, he was scary. But he would come; he'd be 320 pounds. He's a big. He's, he looks makes me look small, man. I've got a picture on my Facebook. Actually, I'll show you. He's twice my size, and that's when I was all roided that's out. A big boy. Seems like a nice uh, guy. Now, how was his? Rest? He was a good wrestler, right? Uh, one of the he, 16 years, he was the number uh, top three, I think, uh, heavyweight or super heavyweight, I guess, for 16 years straight in American qualifiers. He, he just couldn't beat Bruce. 
Baumgartner, yeah. or Box Lightner. I couldn't remember. That's like a movie yeah. dude or something, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah he couldn't Bruce beat Bruce. He could beat every, he could beat anyone that beat Bruce Baumgartner, but he could, just couldn't beat him as the one guy he couldn't beat to qualify for the Olympics over and over again. But he's an Olympic caller to this day. He goes out to the training center uh, out there, uh, the Olympic training center, and just manhandles. He's people. a nice guy a, too. Yeah, best guy ever, man. Like he is one of the few people in my life uh, who's ever offered to help me who never wanted anything from me. Like didn't want anything in return. Didn't, didn't so much ask for a UFC ticket, nothing. I mean, he'll work with me three days, four days a week, you know what I mean, for two hours. Like, it's terrible. It's the worst thing you've ever experienced. I guess I'd work with people, too, if I could just manhandle them. And, was he always in your corner for all your uh, fights? He wasn't for my hunt fight, but he was for almost all of them after that. Any ones he could make. If he couldn't make it, then uh, he couldn't. But he was real mad after the Pujanowski fight, the second one. He wanted to fight him after that because of the way he won. Like with just He, he wanted to fight Pujanowski? Yeah, he said he told him he would fight Pujanowski for like five <laughs> grand or whatever. And then... He trust me, Pujanowski going to win any part of that, man. I wouldn't fight Tom Erickson. I would. He'd be one of the last people I want to fight. You are not going to do anything with that dude, man. Like, how old is he now? Uh, he's fifty-one, I think. I want to say 50, 51. Oh, Hendo's age. Yeah, <laughs> dude, he gets a hold of you. I'm not kidding. It's the most ridiculous thing you've ever felt in your life. As soon as he grabs you, like, oh god, oh stop, please stop. Like, I talked to him on like Twitter, like getting on the podcast. The guy couldn't have been sweeter. Yeah, just a nice guy, but just a, it's crazy. Like thinking how about, about we use nicer for that guy. Yeah, yeah, but it's crazy. Sweeter thinking about is how just. Uh, think, yeah. It's crazy thinking about how good way. like. Some of these guys, like, I mean, he knocked out Kevin Randleman in one, one minute. I mean, n- not many people can do that, Kevin Randleman, in one minute. And that was in Randleman's prime. That wasn't, like, Randleman after, you know, 15 surgeries and yada, yada, yada. This is, you know, yeah. that's crazy. Uh, Benil Dariush is fighting James Vick. Uh, good fight. James Vick is uh, undefeated boxer. Is either one of them black? Uh, what? <laughs> Is either one of them black? No, no. Benil Darius came on the podcast. Super nice guy. He's a great one of them, guy. Only one of them was on the podcast? Uh, both have been on the podcast. Okay, well, I don't know who to pick. Then. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who to pick. Darius lost his last fight to Kiesa. Uh, according to Jake Ellenberger, Darius is a fucking beast. Okay. Monster in the gym. I'm going with what he said. One guy's a boxer, one guy's a grappler. Who do you, who do you have? I'm going with the grappler, always, yeah. in that matchup. Really? Yeah. Always the grappler. Yeah. <laughs> Were you in studio when Darius came in? He had a really close fight with Michael Johnson. That was before, mm. before his yeah, fight the, with Kiesa. Yeah, but they gave it to Benny, right? I wasn't there. Uh, yeah, they gave it to Benny. Yeah, but uh, and then people were, but everybody was up in arms. Yeah. And you, uh, yeah, Dana White I do actually remember said, Michael Johnson losing that close fight where everyone thought Michael Johnson. Had yeah, won. that yeah. was against Benny. Uh, all right, so it was like a year ago. Yep. All right, so we got Benny in that fight. Uh, Jessica Penny versus uh, uh, Jenny uh, Jessica Andrade. Uh, I got to go with my, my girl Penny. Uh, we went on a date. So anybody going on a date with her, I actually root for. Uh, Andrade. <laughs> well, I trained with Penny a couple times. Which is, is why she? he's picking Bisping she's this tough. weekend. She's tough, right? She's yeah, got she's cr- tough. crazy flexibility. Yeah. Uh, she's I, tough-minded, too. I worry about her stand-up, though. Andrade was a good – it's coming down from 35. Which is always tough. Whenever you say that girl's last name, it's like you're trying to describe Prince to me or something. Like very androgynous, or something <laughs> whatever they call Prince. Uh, I think it Bruce gay. Leroy is taking on <laughs> your boy Cole Miller. Oh man, that's a bad matchup for Cole. Why? Because uh, Leroy is really athletic and fast and quick twitch, and Cole's more of a, you know, he's more of a, he's he's more of a marathon runner, <laughs> <laughs> and and Leroy's more of a sprinter. Now you so. you, you train with Cole, right? Yeah. How's how's Cole in the gym? He's great, man. Really good jujitsu as far as his length. I mean, he really uses it, but he's got great striking too. So, <sighs> Bruce Leroy taking the fight on short notice. It's supposed to be BJ Penn versus Cole Miller. BJ tested positive for using a uh, IV. This whole, um, this whole fight, it was supposed to be BJ Seaver. Yeah, yeah. Seaver yeah, dropped, and it was it, Miller, and then BJ dropped, and, and now, now it's, it's Bruce Leroy versus Jim oh yeah. Miller. I mean, versus Cole Miller. <laughs> uh, so I'm going with Miller. 
Evo Miller? Yeah. You? Hold Bruce. on, call. I've known him for 10 years, man. So, yeah, I got to go with him. That's my boy. Bruce Leroy's a really cool guy, though, too, man. I met him down in Miami. He was killing me. He's funny. He's funny? Yeah, fun and funniest dude ever, man. He's, I don't know. He th I think he actually thinks he's the Bruce, Lee, Bruce Leroy from the <laughs> movie. Like, like those movies, he's something else. I like them on the Ultimate Fighter. I like both of the Ultimate Fighter, actually. But I gotta go, I'm going with Cole in this fight. I just feel like experience. And Bruce Leroy, as physically gifted as he is, which is that, he sometimes mentally has these lapses. Uh, it's like he can't, I don't know if it's ADHD or what, but it's like something happens to him where he's winning the, all these fights and then just, just falls apart. Even his fight against Uriah Faber. Uh, he was doing really well against Uriah. I was there. And then did, just. Did he melt? He melted. Bit, a little bit? Yeah, he says oh, okay. chocolate melts in the third. Yeah. Uh, black people, they said they, they, they melt in the third. Uh, uh, I train not to be. Damn, Tom Erickson, it looks, makes you look small, dude. Yeah, yeah no, I know Erickson. He's a good guy. So, and then we got a bunch of undercard. Uh, Don Kim is fighting on the undercard. Uh, he's the first fight up. I mean, Don Kim, that's crazy that Don Kim is the, against Paulo Reyes. I don't know who that guy is. Uh, Kevin Casey's on the fight against Elvis Mutopchik from Bosnia, the king. I like Kevin Casey. I hope he doesn't test positive again. Uh, he also has a terrible rap song out. You ever hear his rap song? Oh, man, oh. did I? <laughs> <laughs> did I? Me and, me and Jones listened to it when we were on the uh, Ultimate Fighter You show. and John Jones? Me and John. And honestly, I could not breathe, and John was crying. <laughs> John, is there a music John video had, for it? Yeah, yes, I feel there like, is. okay, because I, I see yeah. it. Spencer's they're like Spencer jumping, the hills then. They're like yes. jumping over the fire yes. in, in the so, desert. Um, uh, John, John literally was crying. And I had a cramp in my lungs. <laughs> I couldn't breathe. It was, it was absolutely hilarious. So Jones Cormier, the rematch. Who do you like? Jones. How? Anyway, it happens. I, I just got Jones on it. Um, Tom Ryan says Cormier based on the fact that he's going to have a better weight cut this time. Yeah, that's a – it can go either way. And I think that's a smart pick for Ryan because of the – they've already seen each other. He knows what to expect. He took the loss, so he, he, he gets most of the learning process. He's hungry. He is the champion. But I can't go against Jones, one, because he's a friend, even, even though Cormier is a friend, but because he, he he's just different, man. He, he's different than anybody else. I just want Cormier to win because I just feel so bad that, like, he would have won the national title, but he goes up against Kale Sanderson, well, then arguably, he then he arguably <laughs> the best college wrestler of all time, and yep. loses by two points to Kale or three points, which, well, if you watched that last match, we watched it together. He should have. But, but now, he, now he's – up against the best fighter of all time. It's almost yeah. like, fuck, there <laughs> has to be some justice for this guy. Yeah. He's a great guy. No, he's a great dude. I mean, Cormier is uh, uh, what I would call, I would call, I'm, I would say I'm closer to Cormier than I am to Jones, but I just I just think that Jones is just a better fighter, although Cormier could play. I would not be surprised if he won, wins. By knockout? I'd be surprised if he knocked him out, absolutely. I, I see it going five rounds and, you know, split decision. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy. I mean, you look at, like, Cormier, who just kind of ragdolls Josh Barnett. Right. That's why I was positive. I was telling everybody he's going to destroy John Jones. So he's going to put him on his back and keep him there the whole time. And then I was watching. I was like, what the hell? The, like, the, the whole time I was the like. anxiety would be different, too, though. He'll be able to handle it a little bit He's better. not that emotional. Yeah. And yeah. I think, I think it's, if he's going to beat him, it's this time. But if he doesn't, he'll never beat yeah. him. Blaine said, too, I know Kane was out the whole time. Um he first training camp the first time, and Kane is the only one that can really push him out there. I'm sure Rockhold gives him a little bit of trouble, but Kane, they say, I don't know. I've never seen it, but they said Kane beats the shit out of Cormier when they, because I was like, I can see that. They said in MMA, like wrestling, obviously Cormier kills him, but they said when it's MMA training, they said Kane beats the shit out of him. Kane is ridiculous, dude. Like, Kane's absolutely ridiculous. Did you ever train with Kane? He's strong. No, no, I wouldn't. That didn't sound like any fun to me, but I saw him, tra I saw him train with guys, and he did, he's not nice. Who's the trains, best guy you ever so. trained with? Um, God, man, I don't know. You ever um, trained with Brock? No. 
Um, Pat Barry? Yeah, I trained Brock a couple, or Barry a couple times. I trained Randy Couture a couple times. Um, what was that like? It was all right, man. He was more instructional than it was anything. I'm so much bigger than him. It was kind of ridiculous, like when we went to do stuff. Was like it to get him so, ready for Brock? Uh, no, he was he was actually retired already and came and worked out with me and Matt Mitchell. It was awesome because this jujitsu coach at the school we were at apparently either didn't know who Randy Couture was or was out of his mind. He's coming up trying to correct stuff that Couture's showing us while he's doing it. <laughs> he's in there saying, he goes, no, no, Randy, this is what you want to do. Like, tell him what to do or whatever. Randy's looking at him like, dude, are you out of your mind? I've been working with the best people in the world for the yeah. past 10 years. But this guy's got a black belt through somebody, and he's up there. Like, he was trying to run a class, like, show everybody where, where Randy was messing up on this or that. I was like, I was getting embarrassed for him, man. I was like, I got to get out of here. This is embarrassing. <laughs> like, he was stopping to him and Matt were rolling. He's stopping him mid-thing, like, showing, showing uh, Couture where, his, where he should be, a better position on where he's at. Like, so the rematch, who do you like? Uh, I'm gonna go with Cormier, man. Not because I think he'll win, just because same reason as you. I'd like to see him win, man. It seems like he. When is that fight? Has it coming? UFC, UFC 200, right? 200. July 9th. July 9th. July 9th. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you? I like Cormier. Do you want to do a guest set that week, by the way? At the uh, LA Comedy Club in Vegas. You want to do five right? minutes? Oh God, maybe. <laughs> um, at the, at the uh, Stratosphere. Oh shit! What day would that be? I know Leslie Smith says he might do it, and then Frank Mir says he might do five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be interesting. Um, what day would it be? Do you know? I'm on there Tuesday to, to Tuesday to Sunday. You go to Sunday. So you any except Saturday, I'm gonna go to the fight. So right. any you have. So I'd come out Saturday and then do it Sunday. If you you want to do it. Oh God, maybe let me. I'll let you know. I'll let you know soon. I gotta think. It'll be five sure. minutes of rape jokes, but right. I, yeah. I think it'll be funny. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be I entertaining. Get mad because I always tell a rape story about this Brazilian girl. It wasn't actually rape, but that's how. <laughs> That's, that's how I start every date with girls just to see what they like. Hey, whenever I time I rate this, because he'll text girl. me and he'll text me this, and I'm like, uh, please uh, do not involve me in this text in case <laughs> some, some shit goes down. Uh, and then, by the way, who do you like, Cormier or uh, Jones? You, you didn't say why. What? You didn't say why. Oh, we've talked about this a number of times. I'm, I, I'd like Cormier as a he fighter. He thinks Jones is an asshole. I don't, like, I don't like Jones. I recognize his talent uh, in yeah. the cage. I don't like him as a person. I like Cormier. I think he's a good champ. But I also think he's a stud, man. I mean, he's he he's got grappling skills. He can take a punch. Uh, he You know, his last fight with Jones was a battle, and he didn't, you know, he didn't get it done, but he looked great the first round and a half against Jones. First yeah. round and a half, he did. I thought he looked really. He good. won two out of five rounds. I, yeah, the first two, no. I thought he looked really good, but then he just gassed. Man. If I, he if he has if he's on and he's firing on all cylinders and he yeah. makes it his fight, I, I think he can win. But I want to see him win for a lot of like you know those other reasons. But for moral and ethical reasons, yeah. right? <laughs> I was trying to do when Jones you said Cormier. We said you know he's hungry. My first thought was all about that cake. We know he's hungry. He wants to keep his belt, man. It's hard for me to go against. Jones just because he's John Jones. But if anyone is going to beat him, it is Cormier. It's the it's amazing fight. how there can be people like John Jones or LeBron or whatever. It's like they were just born to do that. I mean, I'm not yep. doubt they work hard. Yeah. But you could work, you know, all you want. You're not going to be John Jones. You know, yep. it's just like they were born to just do one thing. And I guess he sucked at everything else. Like every other sport he ever tried, he said he sucked at. Well, wrestling, obviously, he was good at. But they taught him how to turtle. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, that is our I, podcast. That's what I feel like. He's just born for it. Yeah. As our podcast, I will be in Rochester, New York at the Comedy Club in two weeks. Next week at the Comedy Cave uh, in two weeks as well. Go to AdamHunter.com. Also, I will be in Las Vegas at the L.A. Comedy Club at the Stratosphere on Fight Weekend. Hit me up for free tickets. I'll hook you up with free tickets. Uh, July 5th, I'm on a new show called The Best Wedding Ever on True TV, uh, where you can watch me get attacked at a wedding. Um, <laughs> now, uh, I want to thank our sponsors, Tip a Fighter. Listen. Fighters are underpaid, so Bubba Jenkins is like, you know what? I got an idea. I'm an entrepreneur. Came up with an idea where you can actually tip the fighters. I know Kevin Lee is now fighting. 
Got a big fight coming up. What's the kid's name he's fighting? The kid from uh, Australia? Jake. Uh, Jake Matthews. Jake Matthews. Who's uh, a, a oh, really he's good. tough. I actually saw him. He's tough. Yeah. So Kevin Lee's now fighting Jake Matthews that weekend. We uh, signed Aljo. We signed Aljamain Sterling. Yeah. Uh, and a bunch of other fighters, the crazy Invicta girls on it. A lot of a lot of great people. Phil Veroni's on Tip of Fighter. Also, Shannon the Cannon is on Tip of Fighter. So if Shannon actually beats Bobby Gunn and Bare Knuckle Fighting, you can tip Shannon the Cannon Rich uh, as well. Uh, Tipoffighter.com. Uh, anything you got coming up, Sean? You want to plug? Nope. Uh, Tyler, <laughs> Not a single thing. <laughs> Uh, I saw drugs sometimes. Just hit me up on Twitter, you guys, <laughs> at Tyler Bow. Um, I got shows coming up uh, in Tucson at Laughs Comedy uh, Cafe, uh, Tucson, Arizona, July 15, 16, and uh, Tacoma Comedy Club in Tacoma, Washington, July 28, 29, 30, 31. Uh, come see me. Bubba, anything? Uh, I'll be at the UFC fights tomorrow, preferably with my brother. Yes. Um, <laughs> Just checking it out. Nothing, nothing coming up. I'm just staying in the gym and waiting for a phone call. Please call me. Uh, and then Joe, anything, Joe? Joe P. Comedy on Twitter. Joe P. Comedy on Twitter. Our new sound guy slash he sits in. He's a good, good dude. Joe P. Comedy on Twitter. So, guys, thank you guys so much. I miss you, MMA Roasted. Yeah. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. I love you guys.